Welcome back to the Science Fiction Film Podcast by LSG Media. I'm your host, Dean. I'm Matthew. And on this week's episode, we bring you Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull from 2008, directed by Steven Spielberg. Well, we're back once again, and uh, we're tying off loose ends. That's what we're doing here. We're tying off loose ends, Josh and Matthew, because this was a vote winner with our members. It went up against Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, Matrix Revolutions, Predators, and Terminator 3. And um, we've done movies in all those franchises. It's maybe calling Bill and Ted a franchise is a stretch, but... Um, and uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the, is the winner of the tying off loose ends poll. And uh, here we are. With here we are. A movie. And I would like to melt, uh, welcome Matt onto the uh, LSG Media Indiana Jones podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know it's your first time on here, so uh, we're glad to have you. Heard a lot about you. I hear oh, you. Thank you so uh, thank you so much for bringing me on to easily hands down the best Indiana Jones movie of the bunch. I'm so glad I finally get to hop in on the one that is so beloved by fans and all of our listeners. Uh, it's going to be a blast. I'm so excited. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, why don't we um, why don't we start with um, with Matthew's initial impressions on uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones four for the record, 2008. If you were wondering, that's it. Well, my first impressions of this. Okay, so this is, for the podcast now, maybe the third time I've seen this. Haven't watched it much. Uh, to put it in perspective, since I haven't gotten to talk about the Indiana Jones movies till now, I've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark probably 30 fucking times. I've seen it so many times. Um, I've seen The Last Crusade a solid 10, 15 times or so. I've only seen Temple of Doom maybe like twice. It's another one I just have I have really scant memories of. Uh, and then, like I said, this one maybe maybe two, three times. I saw this shit in theaters, um, and I think I don't know I don't know about you guys, but my memories of this movie coming out there was skepticism, but the overall feeling was actually excitement. Like people were still fairly excited. I mean, before it came out, I still remember seeing and kind of hearing people joking about, "Oh, it's old Indiana Jones now. He's old." Ah, ha ha ha. That was kind of the the running joke in this movie's release. But people still went to see this movie. It was a success. It was a big movie. It's Indiana Jones 4. If you like the Indiana Jones movies, you kind of had to go fucking see this thing. Like, even if you were skeptical of the Star Wars prequels, you fucking went. Like, you had to go see it. You had to know. Um, and that was me, too. I was like, ah, you know, uh, I don't know. It's kind of old Indiana Jones. I'm not sure. But I'm going to fucking see it. It's the first Indiana Jones movie that I got to see in a theater. And walking out of the theater... I, I didn't hate it, but I felt very just like, huh, well, all right. <laughs> that, that was a movie, I guess. There was, there was some classic indie shit in there. Harrison Ford is still pretty good in this movie, man. Like, it's still Harrison Ford. He's still got his charm. He's got the swagger. He's, it's all there. But there's just something off about this movie. Uh, I, I still, even after watching it again now, I don't hate it. It's not terrible. And I know there are people out there who think this movie is just a wretched abortion uh, on the face of film history. But I, I, I can't go that far. But I also can't go far enough to say I like it. I'm very perplexed by this movie. I, I, I'm going to have to like work. This is going to be like a fucking movie therapy session for me talking, especially with, you know, our two Indiana Jones experts, Josh and Dean. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to like work out my feelings about this movie because there's stuff in here Plenty of stuff I like, and I would honestly say that the first half of the movie is the stronger half. I feel like it starts to kind of unravel the more the movie goes. 
Um, but from from the theaters to now, I still feel pretty much the same, which is unusual. Like usually I come back to a movie after a long time of having not seen it and either like it a good bit more or dislike it a good bit more. And I'm still pretty much in this same kind of like ambivalent, eh, all right. It's it's not bad, but it's not good either. I don't I don't know. I don't fucking know. And that all said too, um, and I'm sure we'll get into this as we go. I still come at this with the the firm belief, even though I, I don't hate the movie, that this movie just shouldn't have been made. Like it shouldn't have ha- like it shouldn't have done, been done. It, it, this Indiana Jones four should not exist. It should have been a perfect trilogy left alone, and that would have been fine. I, I still think that's true, but um. But we have Indiana Jones 4 here, and we're going to have to talk about whether it was, you know, whether it was worth it, I guess. And also, you know, I, you know I'm sure you guys already know, the uh, Indiana Jones 5 starts filming in about two and a half months. So look forward to that, <laughs> everyone. Uh, but yeah, man, I don't know about you guys. I am, I'm super just like shrugs. I'm all shrugs with this movie. I don't know. I don't know. I, like, it's the most neutral I have felt about a movie in so long. I'm very – I'm a fence rider on this one. Pretty hard. Sorry. <laughs> well – I don't want to speak for Josh, and I'm going to let him go next, but I just want to give you a little spoiler. You'll get no quota here. Oh, I know. I knew I was going to be the sole, even minute <laughs> defender of this fucking thing. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what Josh thinks about this movie. I have a, a feeling. But, <laughs> I have a strong feeling. <laughs> but I do know he saw it in the theater, and I didn't. So, Josh, talk to me about your experience with Indy 4. Yeah, I did see this in the theater, and that was the last time I saw this movie before getting ready for the podcast. Saw it once. Saw it once, and I fucking hated it. I hated it, and 10 years went by, and it was a, it was a joke to me. It was a, a, a reference we would make if we talked about other Indiana Jones movies about this terrible abortion of a movie. I had nothing good to say about it, but I realized as I started to like settle in and be like, oh, I have to watch this movie again. I watched it once straight up and then watched it again and take notes. So I've, I've seen the movie three times, twice in the last week. And uh, the only things I remembered going back to watch it again was Shia LaBeouf, Nuke Fridge, and Aliens. <laughs> and, and, and like <laughs> Aliens slash literally the, the physical crystal skull. That's the only things that stayed with me. And Well, sometimes in a traumatic situation, um, our mind tries to compartmentalize the pain to ensure that we don't have to continuously relive said trauma and thus make life unnavigatable. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was, I was getting ready to just, I was girding myself going back to watch this again. And you know, those, those four, three or four things echoing in my head. And I have to say, I went back and watched it again and didn't hate it as much as I expected. It's not good. It's not good. But when you go into it knowing like there are these three things that are awful and like they're they're awful they're they're unapologetically like there's no defense for them you actually you inure yourself to those things and I'm I'm wondering what it's going to be like to watch last Jedi in 10 years because it might be similar <laughs> if I go back into it with that kind of point of view because I went back into it and I was like you know what there's some stuff about this movie that I, I kind of dig like I don't I don't completely and totally despise it because those things that are the most jarring for me, I just took for granted right off the bat that like, this is going to be awful. But if you replace Shia LaBeouf's character, if you twist the plot, so it's not about aliens, it's about something else about psychic stuff, which 
all right, like it's a stretch, but you know, like there's actually stuff in here which I kind of enjoy. There's there is some elements of original original Indiana Jones which is still there. Harrison Ford, you know, he pulls off Indy great. His physicality did not bother me at all in this movie. His age did not throw me out of it. Um, so there were some surprises for me uh, because I went in expecting an absolute hate fest. And I came out being like, all right, you know, the stuff I hated, I definitely hate, but it's not, I don't know, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad, but, uh, you know, th- there's some good, like, real Indiana Jones meat on the bones of this movie. So that's where I'm at, I guess. I, I, I'm kind of, I guess, kind of close to Matt in a way. There you go. So right. I, um, this is going to be Con Air too. I can tell. So <laughs> I saw, I, I, no, 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 I'm sober. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, I saw, I saw, um, I did not see this movie for, for until two days ago. Uh, today wow. I actually saw the end of it for the first time. So I watched this in like two sessions. So I'm going to start by saying my, my reaction is, is I don't like this movie. But I will also say that I don't even know what the fuck's going on in this movie. Like, I watched it. I took notes. I read a couple of uh, synopses to get back over it again. And I think there's just a couple of major fundamental problems with the whole movie. Oddly enough, I don't even give a fuck about Shy. Um, I care about the characters, man. And I think, I think part of my problem with this movie is that there is so much talking um, there's a ton of talking and then there's a ton of like the characters, man. I just, it's, um, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back on like, you know, screenplay books like Sid Field's book. I know Josh knows it. And in the, in the idea of like something called dramatic need and I just can't place it for Indiana Jones. Like uh, for me, why is it so hard for this movie? Why, why do I struggle so much with it? It's because Indiana Jones goes and looks for a thing that's not super interesting at all, in my opinion. And, and they don't paint it to be overly interesting um, be, just kind of because, right? Like every other movie, he's looking for the Ark of the Covenant and, and there's so much, it, it's, it's tied to reality and we can wrap our head around that and and you know the fucking dumb things they put in the skull in, in the second one, and the in the Grail. Is it the Grail in the third one? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Grail, the Grail. And um, there's such clear motivation and story there. And and it's and in this one, it's just kind of like he's just. I mean, he's just kind of doing it. And at the end of the day, even if he doesn't do it, I don't think the bad guys can do anything with the skull. And should they go back to the place, they're just going to get like burned up and killed. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't see where any of it was necessary in the, in the narrative that they gave me. And the every other character, Harrison Ford is just good no matter what. I think he has not great dialogue because I think they give him a ton. I mean, dude, uh, you are scratching your fucking head. Like, it's like, whoa. It's not, the other movies, you're like, okay, I get it. He's going here, he's going there. And sure, maybe I've seen those a bunch of times. But even as a kid, I was like, all right, I'm tracking this. This is easy. This makes sense to me. They need to get the arc. They're going to get a staff. It's going to show a light. Awesome. They're going to go do that. In this, I'm like, I don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. It has something to do with the kid and his mom and maybe uh, maybe it's a simple case of me not understanding it, but I but and that's possible. That could be revealed tonight. But also, I also think it's a case of I don't know if 
I just can't pick up on on why any of it's happening. And that sounds like dickish, but at the same time, I'm like, he doesn't, I mean, he has no connection. Is his name Oz, John Hurt's character? Uh, did, Ox? They uh, Ox, Ox, they call him Ox. He, Oxley. They have, Oxley. They have, outside of, of Mutt's connection to Ox, Indy doesn't have one. Indy's not connected to the, the skull. He, he literally says he wasn't interested in it at all. And he's just kind of swept up in the drama immediately. And then he's off looking for this. Do you know what I'm saying, man? Like, that's that's my struggles with the movie. And I also think, so there's the, a lot of character crap. All the, all the secondary characters, in my opinion, are kind of crap. I think John Hurt is a major waste because he's like a fucking bumbling can't get right the whole movie. They, they, they don't <laughs> yeah. do anything with him. Um, Marion, I mean, you know, it, she's back. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it could have been, I feel like Mutt could have been not Indy's kid and he could have been better connected to Ox and it could have, we could have explored those relationships a little bit more. And I don't know, it just feels, it doesn't, I don't feel anything when I'm watching it. I think that's my problem. Yeah. I I do feel like the movie is in a rush. Like that's one thing I I come away from. It It feels like it's in a hurry to get to the end. Like Maybe. I just, so much blathering, you know? Um, so I don't know. Well, we'll have to go through it and talk about it. But I'm um, I'm quite low on Crystal Skull, sadly. And I was thinking, I it's our expectations have changed so much over time that I actually went into this thinking this isn't going to be as bad as everyone thought it was in 2008 because because just because like that was my thought process. And there are some things I dig. I like Harrison Ford. I I, I agree with you, Josh, on his physicality. Um, he doesn't feel like an, like an old man. He feels physically competent and he's a fit man. Um, and I believed it, but man, it's just, I don't know. So here's what I like about the movie a lot. I actually like the cinematography, um, outside of the CG. I think it looks pretty fucking awesome. And I think it kind of looks like an Indiana Jones movie. And I don't know how they did that, but I, but it just does like the, the lighting, the way they shoot it, I just it looks Indiana Jones-ish to me, which I liked about it. I didn't I didn't turn this on and go, oh, this doesn't look like the other movies outside of the age of the main character, but and the music is right on the money. But I'm just like, I don't know, man. I'm just like, I don't know, man. Spielberg did insist on not doing it digitally. He wanted it oh, there to you look, go. look like an indie indie movie. So that's cool. Well, that can, I add, can I add two things before we before we dive in? Sure. One is a one is a counterpoint to what you're saying, Dean. And I'm not going to go on a die on the hill, Conair kind of moment. <laughs> but I will say some of what you brought up, Dean, it's definitely valid, 100. percent But you could also look at Last Crusade in a similar way. Like Indy didn't have any kind of passionate desire for the Grail. It was his dad's thing. But the problem is the personal connection isn't there that makes it as special. I mean, they, they try to force it. Right up until about, his dad got shot, though. Then it became incredibly crucial to the final act, right? Right, right, of course. Yeah, but I mean, what, what drew him into it wasn't the item itself. It was it was the personal connection. Right. So they, they kind of try that here, but the personal connection isn't there. Because it's not Sean Connery playing his dad. It's fucking Shia LaBeouf playing his son and Marion brought back out of nowhere Hollywood. And the, and the dialogue just isn't there like it was for Crusade, you know? To- you, oh, dude, totally. And that's I'm not, a, well, go yeah, ahead. I'm not, I'm not going to defend this movie. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to put it up against those. I'm going to say that 
you know, maybe if we had had a character that we really like that grabbed us instead of Mutt, you might have had a little bit more like, okay, like we're going to go on this thing because this character it's important to and Indy's connected to him and Oxley is, you know, maybe if maybe it had been Brody, if the character played Brody wasn't dead, you know, or the actor that played him wasn't dead, like that could have been a thing. And the other thing I want to add is that I am dedicating this podcast, my my personal contribution to it, to uh, a listener named uh, Alex Olson. He's a uh, millennial fuck, and uh, he has only seen this one Indiana Jones movie. And I swear to holy Christ, if at the end of this he doesn't go back and watch those three movies, I don't know. That's a hill I will die on. Yeah. Nate brings up a great point, by the way. In Last Crusade, finding Indy's dad was part of the whole story, right? True. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, the Mar- in they shroud Marion. Why do they make Marion? Because they wanted it to be a surprise, I guess. Why, why not yeah. tell us Marion up front? That might have been something. Well, here, finding Oxley is a big thing, but Oxley ends up being, like you said, a bumbling can't get right that you don't have any personal connection to. And he's not even, you don't even see a glimpse of who he really is until like the last 10 minutes of the movie. So, right. My problem with Oxley is that we have never established Oxley before. And he, right. Indy says he hasn't seen him in over 20 years. So maybe, maybe if we could have connected ourselves to Shy more, because in, in Crusade, he's connecting to Connery. In this, he's connecting to Ox through the kid. You know, like it's like an extra step with shittier dialogue. With like, so that's why it was tough for me. Like, I was like, "Come on, I can't." Well, obviously, it's really hard for me to objectively compare these to the movies I love that I've seen fucking fifty times. But right. so I, I'm, I am, I will fully admit that there is an emotional, uh, there that there is a, a lack of objectivity here, just in, in me being as realistic as possible with the way I feel about the originals versus this one. But um, I'm just struggling. I'm struggling there. But hey, I'm uh, I'm open to uh, to discussing it for sure. I'm not I'm not here to uh, I'm here to get the perspective of you two guys because I'm curious as to what you think about the movie. I'm not here to win an argument. So that's how we're gonna. That's how I'm gonna proceed. All right. All right. That's it then, Josh. Me and you gotta. Me and you gotta hold this up. Be the, the lights in the darkness. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, the only reason I have anything good to say about this movie is because I went into it expecting the worst <laughs> fucking thing I've ever seen. Because like that's that, how you remembered it, you know. Yeah. Yes. So it would. It slightly exceeded my my memory. So I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying this is like. Hey, come on, come on, everybody, like this movie. I'm yeah. saying like, oh man, I thought it was. The worst thing ever, and eh, come to find out, there's a couple things I dig. You're saying you, you, in, you yeah. might watch it again, like you you might just kind of throw it on again, kind of thing, right? Maybe not like intentionally, but <laughs> I, mean, like, I might sit down on a remote and it accidentally flicks over to TBS <laughs> and it's halfway through, and I don't change the channel right away. But it, if I felt like watching indie and I went on Netflix and this was the only indie movie left on Netflix and I had to do something else and not just watch it, then I might put it on in the background. There you go. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. <laughs> put that. Put that on the cover of the DVD. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the intro. Again, right. um, this is something I like about this movie. So we're starting on a positive note, gentlemen. And that's it. the cinematography here, the color. This looks and feels like an adventure film, right? Totally. Yeah. The shots inside the trucks as the car kids go by. I mean, I go, all right, I'm feeling it. Yeah. 
No, I remember even in theaters, the fir- this opening, you know, all the way up to them, you know, rolling into the the actual base and everything. I was like, this is good. Like, this feels like Indiana Jones. This feels like classic adventure, crazy shit. I'm on board. There you go. And uh, what do we have going on here, Josh, in this opening here, leading up to the uh, secret installation? Yeah, just some just some kids out for a joyride in their little whatever dune buggy hot rod thing. <laughs> Chasing along with some army convoy on some desert road in New Mexico-ish kind of area. Um, one note to add, those awful prairie dogs, I immediately thought of those horrific porgs from, I Jesus think that's what they're Christ, called. why did you have to do that? And then I saw Kathleen Kennedy, executive producer. Mm. I went, yay, it's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, She's been around a hot minute. Boy. Yeah, they're racing along, and then uh, the army convoy pulls off. Uh, across from the Atomic Cafe and approaches base security at a very Area 51-ish looking kind of place. There you go. Um, Just for the record, Kathleen Kennedy was an associate to Steven Spielberg when Raiders of the Lost Ark came out. An associate. Wow. In Raiders? In Raiders. And then an associate producer in Temple. And then an associate producer in Last Crusade. Pretty hilarious, actually. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and in 2008, producer, executive, executive producer, producer, excuse me. <laughs> she she stabbed the former king in the back, took over the yeah. throne. Oh, fuck off. That's awesome. Anyway, uh, Nevada, 1957. Mm-hmm. Cold War time. Um, and we get essentially... Essentially, what we have here is a little, uh, a little infiltration, right? A little assault slash infiltration. These guys are dressed up like men who look like they belong here, I'm guessing. And um, we get this kind of odd cinematic lineup of, uh, I don't know what that that is, but whatever. It's cinematography, I guess. It's fun. And these guys file out. They fan out and waste all these guys. And uh, we go, "Uh uh-oh, these are the bad guys. These are bad fellows. I'm not going to lie, man. I dug this reveal. I thought this was a cool little, oh, shit, these are not who you thought they were. They're not U.S. Army soldiers. I like that we don't know who they are still, even in this moment as they roll in. It was a nice little bit of mystery and tension. Sure. I, I remember thinking in the theater, like, wow, they, they drug the Nazis back out, like some sort of weird, like, right. secret Nazi group in 1957. <laughs> I had, like, put together that it could be anybody else in an indie movie. <laughs> exactly. The Ruskies. Uh, but no, not the Ruskies. And uh, they get onto this installation. I think it's... Uh, 51's on the warehouse. That's adorable, like Area 51. And um, we see Ray Winston getting yanked out of the back of a car. <laughs> Yay, fan favorite, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Another good actor that kind of was just like, hey. I'm in this too. Yeah, we got a past, because I say so. Because <laughs> the I dialogue love, says lo- that's my- First of all, love the silhouette of Indy on the car door. That's a badass shot. Yeah, there's, dude, that's the thing. There are these, there are these little touches throughout this movie of course. Like that, that are solid. They're really good. Yep. Um, the silhouette, the picking up the fedora, the sure. final reveal, it's actually Indy. That stuff is great. That's classic Indiana Jones. Right, for sure. But where is everyone? Is this, is, is this like a hidden kind of thing? So it's got a skeleton crew. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it seems like they like overwhelm the this yeah. place pretty quick. It seems pretty it does, quiet. It for, does seem like they shot eight guys at the gate and then took over the entire base. I'm like, right. shit, that was it? That um, was the whole thing? But this big fucking Russian with that flat hat. 
I like this big Russian. That guy is scary looking, man. That square looking head. (laughs) God damn. He's no no Dolph Lundgren, but he's close. (laughs) He does. He looks like one of Putin's favored, like journalist or gay Olympian killers, like for sure. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But, um, what are we learning here? What talk to me about some of uh, what's being said here, Matt? Well, I mean, to be honest, another little moment I liked is when we do finally cut to Indy's face, and he's just like Russians, <laughs> to kind of as a, to remind you, the audience, like, yeah, it's too too late for Nazis; they're not around anymore. This right. is our threat. Uh, and then we also get the introduction to Kate Blanchett, sword wielding fucking Russian Irina Spalko. If you must Spalko. know, pleasure to meet you, Doctor Jones. The thickest of of Ukrainian, I guess they say accents. Affirmative. Yeah, that's By the way you're singing your teeth into the wubbyus. I think maybe Eastern Ukraine. Yeah, <laughs> wubbyus. I like that. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oof, boy, that's the that's the dialogue I'm personally talking about. <laughs> Gotta be honest, gentlemen. I love you guys dearly, but <laughs> no, you know. No. It's right after that, it's the her dialogue that started to bug me. It was like, also, medalist hero, socialist, socialist labor. I have all these. Like, she's walking down the list of why I'm a character that should be feared, basically, like saying it out loud. Yeah, she's I'm super competent and aggressive. Right. Um, she has kind of like a, I kind of was talking to Josh about this last night or two days ago or whatever, last night, I guess. And she just has like a, a, every time I see her, I just want to hear this music that goes like this. Bum, 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 cobra, cobra. Right? She's like a cobra bad guy. She's like the the kind of walking, talking, <laughs> sort of like baroness sort of character. I can see that. Which I, I normally love uh, in cartoons, but. Uh, Cobra or like 70s um, Bond movie villain, like with a oh, rapier yeah. and the accent. <laughs> a and the, rapier. And, and the, oh. the backstory that we don't care about. Like that, that's something they do with Bond villains where you don't have time to like, you know, every movie's a new villain. So you just have to like immediately give them credit by talking about the things like sure, what you sure. were saying, Matt. Like, exactly. oh yeah, she, she did all these things and she's saying it herself and you're like, oh, that's why she's such a villain. <laughs> what, a from, what a formidable <laughs> opponent you are, you say. And so, honestly, I, I, I think even more so than, than Mutt or just about any other character in this movie except for maybe Ox, I think, you know, actually, I mean, to be honest, like Ox and, and Spalco, I think are the best two characters for this, for the example of very good actors given either not much to do or of extremely cartoonish dialogue where it's like, there's no way you can sell this and make it not kind of silly. Like Kate Blanchett's very good, uh, but this character's fucking goofy. Yeah. But, um, we see, I mean, the extent of her force is massive as they're walking into this warehouse and I'm thinking, so at first I'm thinking, so, so here's why I started to get confused. I'm like, whoa, is this, is this the Ark of the Covenant? Is this, is this where they keep it? So don't we see it at some point? It's all connected. Hey! It's all there, baby. Yeah. But, on the way out, you see it. But that's it, not what she's after. No. She's after It was the, brought the up the in the chat. There was a lot of it's all connected in this movie. Oh, yeah. A for sure. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in they go. And all right. So, <laughs> so Indy gets captured because he's going to find the crate in question. Right, because because ten, ten years ago he was part of the team that examined it, so they expect him to be able to track it down somehow. 
Got it. Okay. All right. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, man. Like, I I don't want to get off the beaten path with every fucking thing that's ridiculous, but... Imagine the op order that was written, though. Like, all right, this this group of commandos are going into... United States sovereign territory. First, yeah. you have to find this one guy somewhere. <laughs> so all you Russians are milling around in the United States. You have to find Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Once you find him, you have to commandeer a bunch of army vehicles. Once you do that, you have to drive to Nevada. Then you have to like go into this, this facility. It is a, uh, it's a stretch. It's mm-hmm. a stretch. It's a stretch. I, I I feel like if you want this thing bad enough, you just start breaking down crates. You just start banging crates open. Get to work. I mean, God, when you see just the absurd size of this place, I mean, it really does look the same as it did at the end of uh, Raiders. Like it's, it's true. It's, it's pretty endless. massive. It's, it's miles. True. It's miles. I'll, I'll definitely give things. the movie that. I mean, this is a major undertaking to bust all these boxes open. Um. So yeah, they're they're. All right. So can I? Can somebody help me with the physics of the magnetisms that seem pretty inconsistent through most of the screenplay? Oh, very. I would say this wildly inconsistent. Uh, but I do like this moment early on in the movie. The way the way it ends up happening later on, where it's different stuff is rattling towards the skulls, and at times not, it gets weird. And this is, of course, like physics wise, almost certainly impossible. Uh, but. I do like Indy stepping up above everyone else, everybody being confused, and him always being the guy who finds the answer, you know, figures out a very basic approach that cuts through, you know, cuts through the Gordian knot, makes it simple. Got it. Okay. Now, here's you, what I you know don't... What, oh, go ahead. You know what I actually like about the moment? It's not just... The, the physics don't really make sense, and the effects, like, yeah, it, it's kind of cool, but the moment, the Indiana Jones-ness of this scene that I like is when Indy gets excited... Sure. At at the pursuit. Like he's he's trying to figure out how to do it and like he kind of momentarily loses sight of the fact that like, you know, he's 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 surrounded by enemies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He he just gets caught up in that like he loves to solve things and to find it and to to pull out all these different methods he might use. I like that moment because you see that you see in the indie do that in other movies. You definitely see in last crusade. You see it in Raiders at a point too. Um, and I dig that moment uh, aside from all the other. Yeah. That's a really good point, man. Because what I, again, what I don't want to do is, is be fucking negative Nancy for two hours. So, uh, (laughs) I, I, I definitely want to recognize that as well. And the other thing I like about it is the fact that his excitement is contagious. Everyone around him it's like it's almost yes, like he's yes. with an entourage of allies for just a second, right? For just a second. That's I was I was just going to talk about that too. Like I, I, another thing that all the Indiana Jones movies have done really well in this movie, it, it happens, but it's not as often. But like using actual cuts for the punchline of like a, a joke, like. At first, when he's like, I need your bullets, the guy speaks in Russian to the rest of them. They all laugh at the idea of like, oh, yeah, let me give you bullets. And they're like, ha And he's like, look, it's extremely magnetized. He throws a little bit of you know gunpowder in the air and it flies. Hard cut to all of them walking along with him. And he's like, shells. And the guy immediately comes up and pops a couple shells out of his shotgun to give to him. Mm-hmm. Like, they're all like, holy shit, he does know what he's talking about. Like, that charisma he has, that, that even pulls all of these, you know, Ruskies into it. And they're like, shit, this is cool. Like, yeah. That is that's great. Classic that's that's shit. the uh, that's like the natural leader characteristic, right? Totally, man. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, that stuff's pretty cool. It's funny, you know. Uh, there's a shot here where they're all clamoring around her, cutting into it, and I thought, okay, cool. This is the moment where he's gonna slip away. But then I saw that they had the guard on him. You know. Oh yeah. Because I was like, that's a classic indie thing. They're all enamored with the thing, and then he just starts slipping away between the fucking boxes. 
That's what I was like. That's definitely going to happen right here. That's how he's going to get out. They're all going to be overwhelmed, right? <laughs> but that's not quite what happens. He uh, he gets into it a little bit and uh, does a little does a little action with his whip. Gets the gun on her. Drop the guns. Or Spalco is dead. And uh, what's what's Ray's character's name? I'm sorry, Mutt. No, no, Mutt's Mac. the kid. Mac. Mac. Thank you. Mac. Sorry. A lot of M's. A lot of M's. <laughs> yeah. Right. No shit. Um, and, uh, we immediately see that this isn't going to work the way he thinks it is until, um, a gun is dropped, it goes off and, um, it creates the chaos needed to kind of get moving. Um, and it's at this point where I just, I just want to say this because, you know, I don't, there's obviously the things that, the things I'm, I'm, I've dedicated to talking about in this particular podcast episode, I'm going to continue to do so. What I don't want to do is harp too much on the ludicrousness of some of the action. And the reason I don't want to do that is because that's just something that happens in these movies. I mean, if it gets totally. ridiculous, it gets ridiculous. But, you know, in Temple of Doom, I thought it was awesome when the guy got his heart pulled out, but it's clearly outrageous, you know? It's like, uh, it's like the, the, the raft flying out of the plane and landing on a mountain. It's crazy, ludicrous shit. Um, so I don't, I mean, yeah, some of it's kind of dumb with the fencing across the, the stuff. And we'll get to that. But what I yeah. don't want to do is spend too much time like, oh, wow, nobody can shoot straight. Nobody, I mean, that's just adventure movie 101 Indiana Jones kind of bullshit. And um, I just kind of accept it. It's like, it's like accepting the fact that in, in Wrath of Khan, a movie that I adore, that they, they don't know a planet is missing from a solar system on their star, mar- star maps and they land on the wrong one. I mean, you're a space-faring warp technology civilization. That's utter <laughs> bullshit. But I accept it. Do you know what I mean? They make, it's right. fine. It's whatever. It's science fiction. Yeah. Like, so I don't want to be like, oh, blah, 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 and, and crying about the fucking inconsistency of the magnetism. But it's, uh, I, you know, I'm going to bring it up a little bit. So I just want to, uh, I want to say that I'm trying to be as measured as possible without just being I, a piece of shit dumping on the movie the whole time. Can I bring up something that really bothers me? And because it's something we have to talk about because it's a big, it's a big element of the movie. And we can talk about it here because you're right. Like the, the action, for the most part, most of the action is more or less Indiana Jones adventure movie action. There's a couple things that are like, eh. But one of the my biggest issues, first time seeing it, and still now, I just had been, like I said, kind of a nerd to it, is the whole premise behind all of this. It's aliens, right? Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's what it's about. It's about aliens. And you can say, and I, and I don't remember who it was, and I'm not looking at it right now, but in the Facebook page, somebody had kind of made a corollary to um, X-Files and said, like, well, you know, X-Files deals with all this different kind of stuff. They deal with aliens and, and ghosts and, and this and that. And, you know, why can't, you know, Indy deal with different kind of things? Because he hasn't. Because right, the paradigm. Indiana Jones is Right. Indiana Jones, all the other movies were essentially about fantasy, mythological slash religious. It, it, it really fit a pretty narrow paradigm. And here, so the, the aliens thing is a really hard part of me, like not despising this movie. And more than that, it's that they, they really try to play up the, the mystery and the reveal of the alien stuff at the end of the movie, but they tell you it right here and not in like a clever foreshadowing way. Like the entire audience knows like that's an alien. Like this is area 51 Roswell. Yeah. 10 years ago. Like that's an alien body. There's an alien hand. So there's, there's no mystery and there's no like cool payoff. It's just, 
it's aliens. It's always been aliens and it will be aliens at the end. So I don't like what it is and I don't like how they reveal it. It sucks. Right. Yeah. It all and sucks. It, yeah, for sure. The, the, the whole, the premise of the entire plot and the dialogue, the stuff I mentioned at the top, I'm still definitely really grappling with all of that. Um, and, and like I said, there's no, like the Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, it's cool because you can tie that to some world changing biblical things. And there's, you know, there's a celebration of the moment of the discovery of the thing. And it just doesn't exist in this movie at all. It's almost like the movie doesn't care about the crystal skull. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, think right. about the revelry in which we handle the Ark or the revelry. Like, dude, remember in Raiders, like, with the, when they get to the fucking Ark, you're like, holy shit, this is ridiculous. And in this, you're just like, yeah, he's got the skull in a bag. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a footnote. It's, uh, it's not, there's no care, I guess, is my point, which is why me watching it, I go, well, I mean, they don't care. I don't care. There's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> See, but, um, thing for, I'll, I'll admit too, like I, when I first saw this movie, I was very much in the, in the crowd of like fucking aliens in an Indiana Jones movie. Ah, I don't know if I can get with it. To be honest, that's one of the things I've actually softened on. I'm like, I don't really care that they're aliens or that, oh my gosh, they, we discovered that aliens are real in this universe, in the Indiana Jones universe. Because the way they tie it back to like ancient civilization, fire in the sky kind of shit, I'm like, that's still Indiana Jonesy enough for me. It's more to, to what you were saying, Dean, of like, they just, they, it's so blase about it. They're like, oh right. yeah, it's, it's a crystal skull and it's got powers. Oh, they're aliens. All right. And now they're gone. All right. <laughs> that's, right. That's it. Like, there's just nothing, there's no weight to it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they now are, are, are making a hasty, they're beating a hasty retreat. Um, honestly, some of this stuff is the better action of the movie. Like Indy swinging, yeah. missing, coming back, landing, elbowing the two Russian soldiers. Yes. I mean, this is classic fucking, like to me, classic Indiana Jones. This is practical. We're not seeing. I mean, CG, don't get me started on the fucking monkeys, man. Dude. But Oh, we'll but, get there. Hold. But you know what I mean? Like, the swinging, like him running across the rafters, they're shooting up at him, they can't hit him, that's bullshit. But it's Indiana Jones, I'm fine. Um, them chasing him along and, and the swinging and the fucking, man, that's cool, dude. It. That's, that's yeah. the, 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 the brawling, the, the, the punches, man. The sound effect of the Indiana Jones haymaker shot has always just been a... That classic whoosh, that punch, whap. It's just fun and swinging, kicking the guy in the glass, landing on the control panels, starting a countdown. This is fucking Indiana Jones. So it's yeah. at this point in the movie where I'm watching, I'm like, God damn, dude, I don't know what Josh saw 10 years ago. And then <laughs> things changed for me. But, Absolutely. but you know what I'm saying, man? I'm like, yeah, man. He's still, he's, he's only 65. I mean, he can fucking still throw some punches and get into it if he needs to, if he's a fit guy. You know, totally. yeah. No, I mean, this. I I still really enjoyed this whole sequence, the whole chase. Even probably the best part that Mac has in the entire movie, where he's in the truck and he's like, "All right, you know, don't don't get too clever, Boris. You don't know him. Wait, you don't know him. You don't know him." Like he's trying <laughs> to play chicken, and he knows that Indy's gonna fucking find a way out of this. Sure, like that's cool shit. And him swinging, him jumping across everything, and honestly, his fights with the Russians, roasting the, the guys big, with that fucking afterburner was <laughs> badass too. That's pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, the fight with the big Russian dude, him picking up that big heavy chain and whipping sure. him at him, him swinging down, kicking him through a plate glass window onto the, the control panel. Fuck, it's like this shit's good. Like this is good. I, I got to give the movie credit here. I don't understand why the prairie dogs are, what is going on? I just, uh, merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, you know what it is too. I I, I was kind of saving this for later, but I might as well fucking get into it now. I have kind of a theory uh, that has come out of my most recent watch of this movie, and I'd like to to run it by you guys and see what you think. I I actually think that the CG abuse in this movie and just uh, the overindulgence of it towards the end and everything is because Steven Spielberg and Lucas are older guys. Like, I, I feel like there are plenty of, like, Looper even, you know, there's other good examples, but Looper I think is a good example of a recent, a very much more recent movie um, that you that is, you know, younger director, younger writers and everything, and it uses CG, but pretty sparingly and very, like, to highlight small things. Whereas you get guys like Spielberg, these older dudes who have just infinite money too. Like they have so much fucking money when they go to a studio and they're like, all right, I want to do this movie. And they're like, okay, well, how much do you want for it? Ah, give me a blank check. They're just like, sure. Fuck it. You're Spielberg. Take it. Like he can do whatever he wants. And I feel like after, after this long career of making these, you know, basically being the, the pioneer of the summer blockbuster, big spectacle movies, when CG came around, they were just like, oh, give it to me. Like, I don't want to just make a vehicle or a weapon. Like, make this entire room out of computers and make this main <laughs> character out of computers. Fuck it. Just do it all. That's, I can finally do the wild things I've always wanted to do. Like, they have no self control like they they, they I like it's because they funny. are older more like it, it kind of counterintuitive it's because they're older more experienced filmmakers they're finally getting to just like go hog wild and nobody they're so big and so established nobody has the balls to say no to them sure like i, I feel like that's kind of the problem here i feel like younger filmmakers now had growing up in a world where cg exists use it with a little more control and <laughs> i think I nobody like, nobody more than lucas i mean what you're describing uh, is yeah. The special edition release of Star Wars, like that whole thing. Jesus. Have you ever watched that with somebody like the first time they're seeing a Star Wars movie? I refuse to show them that for their first time. Well, (laughs) like, no. No, no, I'm not talking about the prequels. I'm talking about the original trilogy special edition, which is. Exactly. More or less. Man, I I would fight tooth and nail to make sure that is not somebody's first exposure to the original trilogy. And it's like, in the back of my head, I, I get it. Like, Back in my head, like, all right, George Lucas is saying, like, oh, there were other things I wanted to do. I couldn't do it then. Oh, I can do it now. And not realizing that, no, you you can't. So, yeah. I don't know, man. You might you might have a good... Uh, might be onto something. Good, yeah, it might be onto something. Lucas, George Lucas, uh, his fingers are all over this one. Uh, and David Coop is one of the writers of this. And he wrote, you know, he wrote the screenplay for fucking... Jurassic Park, Carlito's Way. The streets give me this chair, Carlito. Right? Fucking Viggo Mortensen, dude. And uh, Mission can, Impossible, right? He wrote, some, can, he wrote some shit, too, as well. But we won't get into that. But this is 2008. If you compare this to other movies in that era, you know, there's some really bad moments, and I'm not going to give the movie credit for it, but I don't think... I mean, there there was a, a number of practical sets and practical effects that, that are in this movie, especially compared to movies of its age. 2008, man, there, there were a lot of movies that were just like, oh, we can pretty much like CGI everything. There's a decent amount of practical effects like that. I kind of like. All right, they tried at, at, at times, and the CGI doesn't work when they. And they, at times, they went way too far and hard, especially towards the third act. But yeah, you know, some two thousand eight right. gave you the uh, the wonder that is uh, the Incredible Hulk. By the way, um, so good, some good shit though. Um, Iron Man, Dark Knight, but um, yeah, man, it's like fuck. God damn it, you know. Um, well, he, 
it's it's uh, to be to be honest with you guys, the next scene it's almost becoming too hacky and too easy to even talk about the atomic bomb refrigerator shit. Do we even care about it? Can we just get past it? <laughs> um, I mean, it fucking blows him a mile away. It's dumb. Is yeah. that, I mean, do, do we need to talk about how smart we are because of how stupid that is? I mean, like every no. other asshole that's talked about this movie. No. Do you, want, really. do you want to say anything about this, Josh? Just that I kind of wish he'd climb, climbed into a lead line refrigerator and survived the blast because it wasn't you know, that close. And this is an old school, like maybe not that huge of a bomb, not the throwing him a mile thing. Right. Like we kind of like, I think in our pop culture, we overdo the destructive effects of nuclear weapons. Like, yeah, they're insanely destructive, but you can literally get like, he said to the Japanese court, (laughs) <laughs> with your stupid little fucking thin wood houses your bamboo your bamboo apartments sorry keep going but like alright like if it was like a, a town as it would have been if they actually did this test that that town shouldn't have been like at ground zero because there's no there's no actual like benefit like yeah anything at ground Correct. zero is going to be completely wiped out you want to see what happens in that town like towards the periphery like where where's a kill zone where's not a kill zone if he'd climbed in that fridge and just kind of been like blown hard like the fridge kind of got thrown sure. 50 yards like maybe but like yeah it's it's insane what the incineration do. effect is where he was he was in the in, in, immediate incineration like cuz like, the house right. just goes up in flames but yeah totally is it an airburst <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I mean, so, it, it's fine. I'll give it this as cartoonish spectacle. It's fun to watch. It's well made, but in an Indiana Jones movie, it sticks out like a fucking sore thumb. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's just big and ridiculous. And obviously you wouldn't survive that. Like, right. I mean, I, I mean, it's not even the fact that like the radiation or the heat. I mean, yeah, I they mean, show that, him with the mushroom cloud in the fork in the background. He's staying in the foreground. Like, yeah. I mean, there's all that, but he also is in a metal box and he's 65 years old rattling around being thrown for half a mile. Like this should be Indiana Jones in the lifetime of TBI symptoms. Like that's just, you're <laughs> fucked. You're fucked after that. Yeah. But all right, I feel like that's enough we need to say. Yeah, you you want to hear any more? There's eight million videos on YouTube of nerds being like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> People drawing like fucking, you know, inertia diagrams. Talking about how his bones would be jello. <laughs> Through the Jesus power of Christ. logic, I have defeated Indiana Jones in the kingdom of the crystal skull. I have never sniffed a puss in my life, but I will <laughs> crush you with my inertia calculations. A lot of a lot of people bring up Temple Doom and like the uh, the old life raft out of the airplane <laughs> sure, sure. surviving. No, that that is the the jeep going over the waterfall, the duck going right, over right, the, the waterfall. duck boats, that's, the fucking that, that's that correlation. That's the corollary, and that that's fine. Check that box. It's Indiana Jones adventure movie shit. This is a bridge too far. We're done with it. We're done with it. <laughs> fucking um, bye. Here's another thing I didn't love about this movie. Um, I I don't know, man. I watched, and maybe when he was younger, but, and, and again, I know, I know we love our fucking military. You know, I love you, Josh. I know we love him, right? But what the fuck? Is, what, what have we, he's a decorated soldier since when? Dude, yeah. What, just why are they, why did they just bring that up in this? Why? why? Well, I don't know. Well, he, ah, uh, let me, he's not a soldier. He was with OSS, like, that's uh, essentially he was CIA. He's a, yeah, bef- exactly. Before he's a, there was CIA, but if you think about it, we we saw Indiana Jones in the 30s, 
it brings up the question of what did Indiana Jones do during World War II and like immediately after during the like the early right. ages of the Cold War. I think like that was actually to me that was like oh cool like he fucking got involved with the war like he was a you know of course he would be like a an OSS like deep cover agent like going into occupied you know Balkans and doing some crazy shit and like the periphery like I actually didn't have a big problem with that the. The whole like metal thing, like do you know how many metals this man has? Like that shit was dumb. But I actually kind of like the the insinuation of like okay, like he did some crazy shit during World War II because we never we never saw that Indiana Jones. We saw him dealing with the Nazis. Right. Every one of those movies was before the war started. So yeah. I don't know. I kind of dug that. Maybe I'm I might be a I, I no. I, I'm with you there in, in one sense, Josh. Of like I can't imagine. Part of it for me is like I can't imagine indiana jones sitting idly by and twiddling his thumbs while world war ii rages like there's there's no way and i mean he's like he's already said he fought nazis for years before even the rest of the world was even paying as much attention um so i i definitely i'm like okay i don't mind him having been involved it is it's just another thing that's weird when you have a sequel that's 20 years past the prior movie and everything has to be said out loud <laughs> Like that's what's weird about it to me is we're like ah yeah he's actually in the army we got to establish his entire career you know and make you believe it. I just always took him as an archaeologist who was single minded in his approach of doing what he was doing and in, in a professor right that's that- I always kind of took him as a fuck government guy like I'm not gonna get involved in fucking wars and people's shit that's, that's right, the part that right. does rub me a little wrong of like I don't see Indiana Jones being political. But at the same time, I don't see him doing nothing during. I mean, I don't want to so say like, he's political because he, whatever. But I, I, right. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it was never. I feel like the Indiana Jones character was always just let me do this. This belongs in the museum. I don't want to get involved with this. I don't. You know, this is in in as a professor and as an archaeologist who got involved in these crazy adventures. I just didn't. It was. It it just seemed to be like let's throw this in here at this point, and I was just like, okay, I guess. It didn't do anything for me, I guess is my point. Yeah. It was definitely thrown in. The McCarthyism stuff is like really sure. hammering hammering sure. you over the head. It's very on the nose. It's it's crazy. And yeah, if we're gonna talk about it like I don't you're right, like he, he's not the political guy, but I could see him being like the like the Lawrence of Arabia, kinda like maybe he gets involved like in the periphery because like his personal kind of feelings line up with this this oppressed group in german occupied wherever and he ends up like kind of in you know kind of almost accidentally becoming a hero because he helps them like with this uprising against the nazis whatever but yeah it's it's not important but they really do uh they really do shovel it down your throat (laughs) um i like seeing him back in class though but but i don't want to skip ahead because i think we should probably discuss this dialogue because i think it sets us forward um, yeah, like his, his, his flippancy towards the FBI is how I'd imagine Indy would always be. But, but anyway, yeah. um, uh, do you want to talk a little bit about actually what, what is happening in this dialogue, Josh? Yeah. So basically he's getting interrogated by the janitor from, uh, scrubs and some other guy and, um, general Ross shows up and vouches for him. And right. basically, basically it comes down to they're questioning him because Mac turns out his buddies, uh, apparently a commie stooge and they're all worried about that. Um, but it all comes back to what is the contents of that steel box, this, this thing. And, and he has, regardless of the silliness of the alien aspect, 
great Harrison Ford has a great indie moment when he talks about they shoved me shoved me in a truck in the middle of the night and they dragged me here and they didn't tell me what was going on just his yeah, delivery yeah, yeah. is very he's, very indie fucking Harrison Ford rules man that's the shit he's great at yeah and and, <laughs> and then he he kind of turns around and he asks a question and he asks about this woman who she was sure and they get they get the file on her so we we find out about Spalco we we get the background on all right Indy got called in to check out Roswell basically yep and uh, who Spalco is, and uh, FBI leaves him alone, but tells him, you have great interest to the Bureau. Right. <laughs> great interest. Awesome. But um, he's back in class, talking about some 3100 BC stuff, right? <laughs> I believe, yeah, Skara Bray on the west coast of Scotland. He's talking about that, and then um, he is interrupted by his friend with a bow tie. The beloved and, Dean Stanforth. Yeah, Mr. Stanforth, right? <laughs> <laughs> All these returning fan favorites. <laughs> In their defense, Jim Brody, Brody, baby. Brody died, so they had to, all right, you couldn't use him. That's true. That's what you get when you make a sequel 20 years later. He'll everybody. blend in. <laughs> Disappear. So um, they have a little meeting in the hallway, and uh, it gets kind of loud. And, um, you know, the students are kind of chattering and they'll go, Ooh, they look over when they are, uh, what? I think it just says, you have no idea the pressure coming from the Board of Regents. The FBI showed up this morning, ransacked your office, searched all your files. You know, the dean of the college, why don't you stop them? They have no right. See, that's the Indiana. now. They have every right. <laughs> They're federal agents with search warrants. <clears throat> and uh, the university's uh, not going to... Not going to do this, okay? Not in this charged climate. We don't want to be. We don't want to be fucking up against the wall. <laughs> you guys, Russian spies. <laughs> we'll hang everybody. <laughs> um. Anyway, so uh, he's telling them leave of absence. I believe, right? If I'm not mistaken. No, I think I think they are firing him, but giving him a full year of salary, and that's when he reveals that he had to resign even to help get him that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I like that twist that you think he's a total stooge and then right. the reveal that, like, I, I resigned to, to get you that much. Pretty cool. Yeah. That uh, seems fine. to be the effect of anytime we go back through the films, Indy's relationships are strong and he has a lot of chips in the bank with these people. And this is uh, kind of bar for the course. Dean, what did you think about the line when they talk about when when the hysteria reaches academia? That's when you know you really have a problem. That's um, surely that's not something we we would have any kind of corollary with nowadays, right? And why do you want to do this to me? <laughs> I'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> why the can of worms? Just when I thought I was out, they drooled me back in. I, I do have a real question for you guys. So there's this whole scene um, in Indy's house, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Stanforth comes back and they. They're talking about they're showing their background with each other, um, <laughs> and there's the lines about uh, first dad, then Marcus, and and Indy's sitting at his desk. We see the picture of of Sean Connery and 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 of Brody, and the Stanford says something about um, we've reached the age when life starts stops giving you things and starts taking them away. Um, and they really bring up the indie music, and they sh- they zoom in on that picture of of. Um, of India, uh, of well, junior, uh, senior. I'm sorry. Um, what do you think about this whole moment? Do you think it's ham fisted? Is it? Do they earn it? Is it worth it? Like, because that that was something that actually kind of felt like that was kind of cool. That was, I, I liked that they had that moment, but 
I think the first time I watched it, I hated it because hmm. it just seemed like a it's all connected. Like we're gonna we're gonna do this kind of thing. I um this is, this really rests heavily on Harrison Ford's shoulders because the dialogue's not doing any doing him any favors because of George Lucas. Um, but I think it's fine. I think Harrison Ford executes this. Yeah, I agree. I I do think it. There is. It's a little weird in a medicine how you have he has these two pictures. One actor actually dead and one alive. Or I'm like, you could have just had Sean Connery make a cameo. Like he calls him on the phone <laughs> and he's out there living at large, fucking still alive. But all right, he's dead too. Fuck it. Yeah. Kill him. But I mean, no, I like this moment. I, th- I agree. I think Harrison Ford makes it. You know, he yeah. pulls it off. Yeah. Um, so he's, um, he's getting on a train. Where's life taking him now? Off to teach in Leipzig, he, he says. There you go. And um, they they climb up on the um, he climbs up on the train and um, oh, boy. oh boy, this is going to be a tough one. I'm going to be totally what? honest with you guys. Uh, who's this guy that plays? Um, is it James Dean? Who who plays uh, his son? No, no, no that's Marlon, this, this, Brando. This, 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 Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. Yeah, could have yeah. been just a contender. Classic bad boy. I mean, you see it. He's just tough as nails. You look at him and you're like, that Dude, is. I. I challenge everyone right now listening, pause this and uh-huh. go look at any clip of, he's definitely doing on the waterfront, right? Oh, is it, yeah. Is that what he's oh. doing? Oh, yeah. totally. That's oh, the whole motorcycle outfit. Oh, my God. With a little bit of Marlboro Man in there. <laughs> <laughs> or Harley Davidson in the Marlboro Man. Ooh. Yeah, Harley Davidson in the Mar- Marlboro Man. So, yeah, so it's that and on the waterfront, boy. Um... But it's not because it's Shia LaBeouf and he's mm-hmm. cancer. <laughs> All right, so he I, I want to ask is cancer. I want to ask you guys: Do you hate the character Mutt or do you hate Shia LaBeouf or is it both? All right, really think about it. Who do you hate here? The character. I hate Shia LaBeouf and I just like the character. Okay, okay. What about you, Dean? Um, boy, he's the kid with the rape me <laughs> bag on his head, right? It's true. He's a fucking jagoff. Don't do uh, that, okay? Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Didn't, he, didn't somebody fuck him in the museum? He was raped. Yeah, but not really. <laughs> no, 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 ask him. He was raped. No, he literally wrote consent on his body. No, 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 ask him. He was raped. Jesus. Okay. I'm not giving him his Me Too movement. I'm sorry. No, yeah, I, I shed no tears for Shia LaBeouf. Um, was she hot? How I bet if she was hot, she, he wouldn't have said a fucking word. <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh, fuck. No, I think Shia LaBeouf is one of those classic dickhead assholes who actually is decently talented when it comes to acting, but he's just a shitty, annoying person in real life. Uh, and the character of Mutt, I'm actually mostly fine with. Like, it's some of the cheesiest, stupidest things in the movie happen with him or, or, or his moments his scenes uh but this this and i i disliked him a lot more on my first watch this go around i feel like it's it's mostly fine uh like as a character him in a like especially this very next scene once he gets him off the train uh and they're in this diner talking like i think he's fine like i i buy it i buy that he's like a a, a rash 19 year old who thinks he's you know really tough but he's actually you know kind of full of shit at times i'm like all right i mean i, I buy it i don't think i don't think the character is completely nonsense yeah well 
the problem is the the what Dean was talking about at the beginning of the movie. The entire crux of Indy's involvement in this movie rests upon this character, right? You know that that's the problem. Like Harrison Ford is going to do well as Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Yeah. But the reason that he's involved in the story we're going to watch is because of this character, and they certainly give this character a lot of moments to shine. And I, I don't hate the character. You just really needed to crush it with the casting, and and we've already said enough about like not having great dialogue for for any of the characters, including Indiana Jones. But but even with great dialogue, I I just I don't like Shia LaBeouf. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't like anything about him. And uh, <laughs> yeah, every time every time he's on screen, he takes me out of any trace I've started to get into this movie. He. God, cancer. So like I you think, think if it were if it were a totally unknown actor, if they had gotten, you know, a a Mark Hamill of our time, an unknown who becomes known because of this role, do you think that could have been better? No. Better? Better 100 Yeah, better 100%. Would it have been good enough to make it a good movie? I I'm, I wouldn't Probably go not. that far. I I only say better in in that it is Shia LaBeouf baggage. I think we would say better by proxy, because Shy is just a fucking, like, come on, dude, stop with the bags on your head. What the fuck, man? We get it. You're a fucking genius. Fucking blow me with the bags on your head. Knock it off. Yeah, you, just the, fucking the be normal. Shit was like, the bags on the head was, shit was like six years ago. Now he's on to like punching people in bars, Dean. He's so, on to yeah, a different oh, scandal oh, now. You he's so kept... fucking unhinged. He's an artist. He's yeah. got, he, I bet he's got a five o'clock shadow when he does it too. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, cool. You're not all fucking wrapped up in your image. Fuck you. Fuck that guy. <laughs> now the character. He's got a band-aid under his eye, Dean. He's got the, character. The character's written by fucking Lucas, guys, right? That's uh, a. You know it is. We know that's a problem. You know, he's just kind of like a motorcycle riding bad boy, you know? I, I'm very familiar with that character type, and uh, I just wanted to put that in the movie with, I, with I, Alien. If, if we could have had something between him and John Hurt that sold us on this thing, like. Like, like kind of Josh said, you know, in, in, in the third film, when they get to the, the grail becomes very important when they shoot, what's his name? That's huge motivation in that, in that final act, right? I, if there could have been, but it's just like he, he they can't even communicate because what's his name fucking speaks in riddles. You know, there's no, what's supposed to be like, oh, that's him. And, and now you're just looking at him like, oh, he can't get right. So it's like, you kind of, you set this thing up and then they can't like connect. Like I wanted to see something god i don't know boy every every 10 minutes this movie pulls out another one of dean's fingernails with pliers yeah just suffering sorry well so <laughs> a couple in of cool things like though 60, in this moment 66 what if uh i don't know how old he is but what if it was like a, a tom hardy uh, and, and i mean not literally tom hardy i want somebody who was like relatively unknown but has like a ruggedness to him, has like a believable kind of, you know, I, I don't think Tom Hardy was actually that well-known in 2008, but um, really, yeah. somebody that has some ruggedness, somebody that has some believable kind of rebelliousness to them, and somebody that's not, like Shia LaBeouf was a big name and not in a good way. Like, I, he, again, he's not a good actor, but he's a known actor. I think that's the two worst combos. I would rather have like either of those, either of those change. If it's not going to be a great actor, don't make it a known actor. If it's a known actor, make it a good actor. And ideally, change both of it. Make it a, a good actor who's not well-known. Because 
no matter what, he's not going to live up to Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones, a incredibly famous actor playing one of the most iconic roles of all time. So if, you, if you're going to rely on this, on this linchpin character, which he really is, Mutt is a absolute linchpin, if this movie's going to work, man, you, you have to get it right, and they get it so wrong, so right. wrong. Yeah, so I don't know how. What what are they? How are they writing this? You know, you could let's see. In Inception, Inception was twenty ten. Um, I'm, I'm just looking at Tom Hardy in two thousand eight. He would have been about forty. Holy shit! Really? Right. He was born in. He's like fifty. Oh no, now? no, no! You're right. You're right. No, no, he's not. He's he's actually my age. <laughs> so oh, he would have been. Guy. He would have been thirty. <laughs> Thirty three. He would have been 33. That's not believable. That's 30 years younger than Indiana Jones. Yeah, but, but, but it's like they want to, it's the fucking George Lucas thing. They want to go for the kid thing. Yeah. Shy's a kid. Well, and, they want and him to I be guess a it's got to be, it's got to be Marion's son, so he has to be around 20, right? But that it was, doesn't. That was... Just get rid of that subplot. All right, sure. Because okay. it's unnecessary. Yeah. It yeah, do, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't raise the stakes at all. No. You know, if, if you if you write this character better and you have a better actor, and Tom Hunter is a really good pick, by the way, you can you can get yourself involved in a situation where they have this great connection. And it doesn't have to be his fucking daddy. Like it could just be this guy who's connected and, and whatever, you know? It's fine. It, it could even be Marion's real kid. I don't care. I like it. I like there being a father son dynamic between them, but that does not mean in any way they have to literally be father and son. Because there Correct. are some great. Correct. Th- there, the there is a very couple few very small good writing moments where it's kind of offhand. Where like Indy does something that like Sean Connery's character would do or say. Yep. There's some that are really on the nose, but there's a couple that are relatively subtle that are really well done that with the right guy, like him being a little bit older, you know, there's a moment when Indy doesn't laugh at all. And it's coming right up here, actually, where the, where the, beer, the beer pull. Yeah, yep. I, th- I think they, they do like the race and, and he laughs and Indy kind of gives them that blank like Sean Connery look. <laughs> so it, it doesn't have to be father son, just has to be enough of an age range for them to kind of get that dynamic. And I, I think that would be actually way better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think that when you, you know, they, they set themselves up for this by waiting 20 years to fucking do the sequel. I do think it's an interesting and good choice to, because uh, Last Crusade was the, you know, prior movie to this one, to now see Indiana Jones as the older figure, kind of, you know, having a younger uh, figure underneath him. But I, I do agree with you, Josh. I don't think that they harp on it being him, you know, this big sun reveal moment, which is just like, it doesn't have that weight. We don't really care. I think it would be almost more interesting, like you said, for him to develop this bond with this kid who isn't actually even his son. Maybe we do find out it's Marion's son. And then when he marries her at the end, it's like, okay, well, now I'm your your stepfather. Now we already have a relationship that's starting and growing. And okay, cool. But not just like, oh, my long lost son, we have the same blood. You're going to pick up the hat and cast the same shadow as me. Like all that shit is a little, ah, ah. Man, I really want it to be Tom Hardy now. (laughs) 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 So let's talk about this meeting in the fucking diner, right? The name's Mutt. Mutt Williams. The one I pick. Got a problem with it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Um, He asks him about Ox. And my dad died of the war. Ox kind of helped me. Helped my mom raise me. Right? That's what we learn here. And um, he's like, okay, well, six months ago, my mom gets a letter from the Ox. He's down in Peru found some type of crystal skull. Oh, interesting. 
like the one that Mitchell Hodge kiss, hedge kiss, whatever he fucks up the dialogue there, right? Um, and uh, he, <laughs> that's that's the moment where he puts the beer back. That reminds me of that's such a fucking Sean Connery thing, like a, like <laughs> no, like no. you were saying the <laughs> yeah. fatherly sort of move. He just does it. Yeah. Um, and um, they're talking about this Crystal Skull in college, and Indy says, "Oh, they were kind of obsessed with it. The Oxnard were kind of obsessed with it in college." Um, and he just says, well, that's all he's talking about. He talked about that thing till the cows come home. And, um, he's like, oh, it's a, it's a DD carving. Right. I believe this yeah, is yeah. how this goes. I don't know if you guys, if I'm fucking this up, just, just no, let you're right. me I mean, know. Okay, cool. Indy's just like, ah, well, you know, it's interesting craftsmanship. You know, they're, they're found all over the world. You know, that's about it though. Like there's yeah. not much more to them. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's compelling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, it would be more compelling if it was a uh, if we hadn't already seen that it's goddamn aliens. Like we, so so not not only is it aliens, and I don't personally like that fact. We already know why it's a big deal. Like, I mean, is is anyone not first time seeing it, Dean? Did you already know that it was aliens at this point? I only knew because I had heard. You didn't know because of Roswell and them showing you a goddamn alien body. I knew. Yeah, bef- see, I, I, I agree, knew before Josh. I watched yeah. the movie. Yeah. Okay, but but I think like even. Without that, like, th- yeah, it's it's not like he's like, yeah, I've, I've heard of it. The Crystal Skulls is a DD carving, whatever. And that ends up being this huge, bigger thing. But we already know yeah. it's a huge, bigger thing. Totally. No, dude, like, there's that moment, that moment later on in the movie where Ox, like, holds up the Crystal Skull to the shadow, you know, puts the shadow across the carving of the alien. And it's like yeah. the music is even all like, bam, 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 like, like it's an alien reveal. And I'm like, dude, you showed us that in the first five minutes. I fucking know it's aliens. Like, we saw them five, cut open an alien Five corpse. minutes in, we're at Alien 51 cutting up alien bodies. It's like... <laughs> Dude, X Files held X Files is about aliens and it held held its load back better than you did. Yep. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. That's anyway. Weird. It's a weird moment. But no, you didn't miss anything, Dean. That's okay. The, the the legend <laughs> says a crystal skull is stolen from Akator, right? That's that's what Indy starts going on. Fifteenth, sixteenth century, and whoever turns the skull to the, the city, city of the to the city temple will be given control over its power. Right? What's the power? That's it. We don't know. It's just, just a story. Just a story, kid. <laughs> Got it. But basically, Marion has contacted him because I guess she went there to try and find Ox, and she got kidnapped and escaped briefly long enough to contact Mutt and tell him to find Dr. Jones, and he's the one person who could find it and help them. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. But um, what's your mom's name again? <laughs> Mary. 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 There are a lot of Marys. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's so good. And dude, honestly, this this is a, a moment of dialogue I do like for him where he's like, there's a lot of Mary's kid. And he's like, that's my mother you're talking about. And he's like, you don't have to be angry to be prove you're tough all the time, kid. Sit down. Like, right. I like that. I like the older indie moments here. Like, that's that's fine. I, I'm into that. Yeah. So she got a letter from the ox and mailed it to me so I could give it to you. And then and then um and then the line went dead, right? Yeah. And there's it's gibberish, according to the boy. And we, and we see it here briefly. Mm-hmm. We see the strange lettering. And then uh, a couple bricks show up across the place. And, uh, hey, you brought a knife to a gunfight. Bada bing, bada hey, boom. Yo, uh, that's um, that's <laughs> fucking untouchable. That's a Sean Connery line. 
Yeah. Also, yep. can we talk about how fucking absurd it is for these two like Russian ass goons with their thick accent to be wandering around in 1950s America <laughs> with a better red than dead protest happening fucking 40 feet away? And they're like, come with me, come red. I'm like, how did you guys make it 10 minutes? Like, did you order a cheeseburger <laughs> at this place? And somebody's like, are you fucking Russian? <laughs> <laughs> yep. But um, silly. Let me start a uh, a bar brawl. bunch of bunch of greasers are in the bar. I hadn't yeah. noticed before. Um, and then the kids with the Letterman jackets, of course, and they get into a uh, bing bang boom, punch him up. Greasers versus jocks. <laughs> no, your mom didn't escape. They let her go so she could mail the letter, and you could bring it to me, and I could translate it. There. I need a fucking slideshow to figure a lot that one of out. St- <laughs> That's what I mean. If like you just there are times to the where I'm PowerPoint like, I made, Indy. Well, there are times where I'm like, I think I'm just too dumb to to get the plot, and I and the, and I think it's maybe me thinking that doesn't make sense to me is just me being dumb, and it makes perfect sense to everybody else. So I don't know. <laughs> nah, it's dumb. But um, so off they go yeah. driving in in another kind of cool scene, right? This is no, kind of classic is indie shit. Yep, this is still we are all still in the good territory of the movie. This kind is, kinda. Yeah, I mean, we did have the scene preceding this one. Oh. No, so far we have dumb hiccups along a road of mostly competent, decent shit so far. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm on board, and pretty much all of this motorcycle sequence, the physical stunts of him being pulled off the motorcycle, then hopping back on it, all that shit is really good. I mean, and it looks real. There's no CG within a mile of this. I like the, uh, I like stomps in the face with dress shoes. Oh, hell yeah. That's just, that's just good indie work, you know? <laughs> you got all mush nose after that. Yeah, man, your fucking face is mush. You got broken teeth everywhere. But uh, a little, yeah, a little chase. And uh, we got these boys chasing them, taking off on the, uh, taking off on a little action sequence. This is fine, right? I mean, better rather than dead parades. So 50s. Yep. Yeah. It's 50s, but it's still indie. Like, yeah, there's yeah. there's no problem here. There's no nope. problem with this. And then they go into the... Even, even the silly library moment, like... I loved. Maybe you, maybe you guys are gonna hate me for it, but when the 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 student asking Indy, like after they crash a motorcycle into the library, like asking him a question about class is insane. But it's Indiana Jones, and when he's like, "If you want to be a good archaeologist, you gotta get out of the library," as he rides back out, didn't mind that's it. Cheesy, didn't that's mind cheesy, it. but it's it's Indy's cheesy. That's good shit. Yep, yeah, I didn't mind it. Um, so they get back to the house and they start talking about Francisco de Orellana, I believe is his name. Is it Orellana? Orellana. Yes. <laughs> and um, what are we learning here, Josh? Well, once again, um, we get a moment I love, which is indie excitement at, at unveiling a mystery. Like, e- even though up till now, like, yeah, the Crystal Skull hasn't been a thing he, he, was, he was aware of, but he wasn't really passionate about what... But when he is on to a mystery, when he is on to something and he's, uh, he's solving it, that passion is so good. Mm-hmm. And, and Harrison Ford does it so well. And that's what we get here. He's translating a letter. It's in a dead language, but it, it's basically a couple steps away from, from Mayan. So essentially, he's, he's translating through a, a language he knows because he's fucking Indiana Jones. And essentially, it's, it's a riddle of sorts from Ox right. um, in, in this dead language. And... Um, Figures that can be only seen from the sky. Um, 
these these things. I don't know what you call them. It's almost like a it's almost like a uh, a permanent uh, crop circle. I guess you yeah, would think of yep. S- something that you can only Nazca see from the sky. Lines. Yep. Um, but essentially, it leads them to the conclusion that the skull is in Nazca, Peru. Geoglyphs. And that gets us to geoglyphs. That gets yeah. us to another great indie moment, which is uh, whenever they show me a map and red lines going across. Ah, uh, that's the best. Planes oh. flying over maps. Only <laughs> gods live indie. up there. Moxley's uh, uh, telling us the skulls in Nazca, Peru. So off they go. <laughs> He's got his bike on board, of course. Of course. He's a greaser, man. And we see, uh, I like kind of the uh, unceremonious landing. <laughs> it's like these very Spartan conditions when they land. Just kind of a funny shot. I agree. Yeah, the little chickens around him and shit. And uh, Shy is showing off his knife skills. So deadly. What grace. I, I think deadly grace when I see him. <laughs> this character is just straight poisoned for you two. You guys hate Shia LaBeouf too much. <laughs> Flip no knife. Looking past it. <laughs> yeah, a, that's a, a bad character and a terrible actor is a, a tough combo. Yeah. <laughs> It's rough, man. <laughs> it's rough. Oh, fuck. But anyway, um, yeah, more um, more talking, right? We come to find out that Indiana Jones rode <laughs> with Pancho Villa, all yep. right? Yep. Could you, uh, when'd you learn that one? Long story. I got time. I rode with Pancho Villa. A couple of his guys spoke it. Bullshit. You asked. <laughs> Technically, I was kidnapped. And uh, they kind of just walk through this marketplace. Again, these these sets always work. These um, these locations, and it always. This is what I mean. Like him walking through this thing, even though the dialogue is a little terse. It's like you know, it's fucking looks like Indiana Jones to me. You did skip over one really important story beat here, which is that Mutt knows how to fence. Ah, uh, that's uh, that's crucial. It's yeah, real, it's real crucial. Yeah, it's gonna pay and, off. Spoiler alert, it's going to pay off big time. Yeah. He knows how to fence, therefore he's also good with a knife. He's just great with a blade. What are you? A Dungeons and Dragons rogue? It's a bad bad character class where like any bladed weapon is like one skill. So like, Hmm. oh, like I have well, yeah. I have um, bladed weapons. I have oh. plus three in it, so I can use a rapier or broadsword or a switchblade. <laughs> like it's just fucking all the same. <laughs> a rapier, Good. dear God! I I just realized that this what we're seeing. This movie is just a bad D and D campaign with a veteran player who actually knows what he's doing, and this newbie shit player, and all these <laughs> other boring characters. Might be, you might be onto something, Matt. They got to go back to their st- their stat sheets and start over. <laughs> Put all my points into bladed weapons and motorcycles. He's going to be so cool. All the cool <sighs> points. I have all nothing but charm. I have really high charisma, even though I can't role play high charisma. But look at my sheet. It says I have high charisma. <laughs> that means the girls have to like me in the story. Because they don't like me in real life. <laughs> and if any woman in this game doesn't like me, she's a lesbian. Right, and I call bullshit. <laughs> so I guess we're going into an insane asylum of sorts, a Peruvian one, as it were. <laughs> Seems like sounds like good conditions. Uh, <laughs> they treat those mentally handicapped people very well. Well, the sisters are there, so at least they're protecting their immortal souls. <laughs> but I mean, look at the guys behind the bars. You can't let them mix it up out there with the kids. Got to throw oh them in the God. cells. Sorry. <laughs> You can't be part of society when you act that way. Right. They're like a black teenager in Nightmare on Elm Street 3. You just got to lock them all up, obviously. <laughs> I can smell your cunt. Yep. <laughs> this dude throws a handful of cum in Shia LaBeouf's face. Just, <laughs> she's, not, she's not really a nun. She's just wearing a fucking hood to protect herself from mix down at the end of the hall. 
And then Shia LaBeouf runs the comb through his hair again, and it stands up like something about Mary. And hey. it looks like that the rest of the fucking oh, movie. Everybody hey. laughs. Great movie. <laughs> Great jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, where were we? Um, we were walking down the hallway, and we're going into uh, Oz's, Ox's, fuck off, Ox's cell. He, uh, he disappeared, right? And in they go. And here is a moment where we have a sad-faced Shia. <laughs> I knew you guys were going to hate on it. Uh, I got to say, this is the only, for me, the one moment that I think Shia LaBeouf perfectly sells. Uh, because all, like we've already been saying, Ox is a character we don't fucking know. We haven't even seen him yet in this movie. Uh, we have no, it's just a name. It's just purely a name to us. And Mutt, we still barely know at this point. So this is one moment where you realize he wasn't just somebody who kind of helped raise him. This was his father figure. This is somebody he actually deeply cares about, just seeing signs that he has crumbled and, and lost some of his, really, really lost some of his sanity actually affects him. And I'm like, okay. I, you know, yeah. Indy puts his hand on his shoulder oh, yeah. over the fatherly yeah. moment. I'll take it. I'll take it. This is the one, this is the one time, guys. The one he time. can't even cry on camera. <laughs> they, they they cut to him and it looks like somebody hosed him down with a mister. <laughs> His entire face is wet. He's not even crying. He's just glistening. They squirted so much visine on his face. <laughs> I can smell your lack of tears, squirt. <laughs> but um, my point is, this is what we needed more of for us to feel a real pulling motivation, right? Is yeah. some kind of connection here, but. I don't know. I'm just, I can't, I can't be objective with them and I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> but um, they're looking at fucking basically alien heads on the wall. Wait, aliens? <laughs> Crazy, right? The, the movie still thinks we don't know aliens are going to be in it. <laughs> one of them After looks like a ghost from Pac-Man, by the way. One of those drawings. <laughs> that front-facing also, one. Also, that's the roomiest fucking cell I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. What kind of VIP treatment do you get in Peru? I don't know. <laughs> Throw him in the white guy cell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, they find out uh, return, return, return where, right? That's what we get from this scene. Right. Well, we find out that the word cradle, at first they were thinking it meant the birthplace, but they realized, well, there's another meaning to that word uh, in Mayan, which also means resting place. It could be his grave. And it seems like Ox found it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So they uh, swipe away the floor and um, they sweep. I like when Indy hands him the thing. He's like, sweep. Yeah, that's, it's just, that's fucking Indy, man. The man of few words, right? That's just a good moment. It's dumb, but he's like, sweep. He climbs up. He's excited again. This is the Indy we love. He goes out, grabs the broom, starts, hands it to him, hands it to the kid, goes up there, and uh, he starts looking back at his, um, his letter. Ox didn't mean Orleana's birthplace, like you already pointed out. But it's just cool the way they do this. Yeah. It literally I, means resting place. Literally. Literally. Uh, and it, when they cut over to, you know, the, the gravesite at night and they're sneaking in there, uh, you know, Mutt sees the sign. He's like, oh, grave robbers will be shot on site. And as, you know, he's kept walking by with the shovel over his shoulder. Well, good thing we're not grave robbers. <laughs> Tosses him the shovel. <laughs> I like it. It's yeah. Good, good moment. Yep. Um, and then they get attacked by the... Guardians of the Grave? Guardians? Uh, the Capoeira? Hate. hate. 
these they guys. are the Peruvian dudes doing <laughs> Brazilian martial arts and climbing trees with skull masks on, and they just live there, I guess. Right? Like, I just hate, I'm like, what? Are they just like feral animal people who just live at this gravesite forever? Part of me does like seeing Shia get wheel kicked in the face. <laughs> I will say that is a glorious second. That guy fucking hits him with a real a real couple of kicks actually he doesn't will kick him i'm wrong but he does beat the shit out of him and uh it's silly but it's still in the wheelhouse <laughs> of of indiana jones stuff i mean the brawling for sure yeah the fucking well, shovel well, the, in the face love it but just the the natives that are hiding in this place like i don't know is that that much crazier than what we see in Temple Temple of Doom from their quote unquote culture. No, <laughs> like, not I mean, not particularly. Yeah, I think but with Temple of Doom, it has the benefit of like they. It's a cult that's like established, and we're Had seeing place, that they, yeah. they, they are the constant threat throughout the movie. Not just these random like. There's like four of these dudes at the gravesite. Moving on, <laughs> you know. Don't, I, don't worry, there'll be hundreds later on. <laughs> Oh, you know what I like about this moment? Shit. When he pulls out his pistol, man. The fucking Peruvian yeah. wheel kicker knows about the white man's fucking weapons. <laughs> he scatters. After he blows a dart back through the guy's dart gun into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Which, I'll take it. It's fine. Um, That's a double-ended dart, apparently? Yeah. That part's a little silly, <laughs> but... <laughs> you never know. What if you're in a scramble, you drop your dart gun, right? You pick it up, you hope you got the right end. Don't worry. With our new double-ended dart, it won't matter. Here's my favorite shy moment when he says, your teacher? Part-time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cringy. <laughs> Bravo <Pretty> cringy. movie. <laughs> punchy. Punchy dialogue. You're a teacher? <laughs> Part-time. <laughs> Part-time dad. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> more, <laughs> that's more like it. Part-time <laughs> teacher, full-time deadbeat. He's more, yeah. He's more like on furlough from being a dad, I'd say. <laughs> but uh, here we go with um, some more discoveries. They, they, uh, so they go into this thing, and we see some scorpions. And um, we don't have to worry about scorpions unless they're small. I mean, that's uh, it's wordy, but fine. And then they, um, they find the thing basically after going through a pretty cool. What is this like a seesaw? <laughs> a seesaw? Curb your enthusiasm, D. <laughs> Guys, jump in. Please, I'm, I'm going I'm to sit back for a minute. Go ahead. Whoever wants to go, go. I don't care. Uh, Matt, I mean, Matt t- yes. tell me about how great this tomb is. <laughs> hey, look, <laughs> appearance-wise, it's fine. I'll take it. And I actually, what, <laughs> one of the moments I do really like is them finding the perfectly preserved body of Oriana. That was cool, seeing like just a completely undisturbed person from the 1500s there kind of badass and it, it rots immediately as soon as it's exposed to air this shit's cool i like that um <laughs> otherwise it kind of i'll admit it does just kind of plot along <laughs> like all right we have to get to this to get to the next that's what i was talking about earlier of this movie feels very hurried like there's something about it where it's like that they don't spend much time talking about these things they just kind of breeze through no they talk a lot dude I mean, I guess. So I don't mind. Here's what I don't mind. I don't mind them going through the chamber. I think that's fine. You know, you got the seesawing thing. This is, this isn't, this is fine. This isn't Indiana Jones shit. You know, it's dirty. It's gross. And they're going through and they're scorpions. And that's fine, man. Like that, I don't, but I, I guess this is kind of what I said at the top. I was just a little underwhelmed by the, here it is. (laughs) Yep. Here's the thing. 
All I don't done. know, but it's um, it's seamless. It's uh, I mean it. I mean it looks like right out of a Cameron Aliens picture, doesn't it? <laughs> the, the it kind of has, yeah, just that elongated skull. That's oh, why it's. Think, that's yeah. why this goes back to Josh's point of like, we know it's fucking aliens here, man. I mean, this isn't. Don't they try to throw us off this scent by saying they wrap ropes around their heads or some shit? Right. Well, at first he's talking about how, like in their that civilization they wrapped uh, their infants' heads in rope to elongate them to yeah. imitate their god. Yeah, but they find it. They find it. Yeah, and it's unbelievable. It's a different take on foot binding. <laughs> <laughs> Head binding. So they pull it out. Head binding. And um, we see some of the same properties displayed again. Um, <laughs> Conveniently, only for a minute. <laughs> sure. Because it'd be really annoying if the entire movie, like every piece of metal, was. <laughs> Moving towards this thing. Right. Right. Also, I just like how we didn't even talk about this earlier on. Like, only when they pull the wood off the crate of that that initial, you know, alien body, like, then even more things start magnetically pulling towards it. I'm like, the wood kept the magnetism? Okay, whatever. Fuck it. Right. And and at least they address that it's not simple magnetism. Sure. Like, it attracts gold, which isn't magnetic. It, It attracts... It doesn't make any sense. So... I don't know, like, that's mildly interesting, the fact that it's not just magnetism. It doesn't really matter, and it doesn't come back again, really. But, I mean, the, the crystal skull itself looks cool. I mean, if, if if there was a reveal later on when you actually finally saw this thing at the end, I mean, it looks badass, like, as, as a prop, but the problem is we we see it a hundred times from now to the, to the end of the movie. And yeah, like you were saying, Dean, it's not it's just like, yeah, there it is. You get that thing. It's <laughs> right. in a bag sometimes. It's out sometimes. Yeah. Well, there's only one thing I can say, and I just want to put this part of this to bed. And I think it's important to do it with um, something. I hope this is the right clip. We're going we're gonna to find out in a minute here, but let's have a listen. Air and dirt, fucking magnets. How do they work? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking magnets. How do they work, guys? Tell me. I don't know. <laughs> Crystal's not magnetic, neither is gold. <laughs> that fucking that video is amazing. Oh, it's so good. Oh shit. <sighs> if you haven't seen the Insane Clown Posse where they're rapping about magnets, how the fuck do they work? <laughs> the song hey Dean, the song is called Miracles. Thank ah, you very much. Got it, got it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have the the LP. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they find it, and um, you know they 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 step out into I believe guns are on them. Indeed, the Ruskies are already there. That's a classic kind of Indiana Jones moment, right? Oh, you yeah. find yeah. we find the thing, and then boom, we come back. Yeah, we didn't even talk about how Mac was already like uh, tailing them in Peru. So right, he had basically That's followed true. them to the grave site and brought the rest of the uh, the soldiers there. Right, right on. So. um they are going to. Uh, they got the guns on them. I forget the big, the big Ruski's name. That big fucking Dovchenko. Dovchenko. Da. That's squarehead. I love that guy. I was born to be UFC fighter. <laughs> <laughs> you might be onto something there. <laughs> I will take world by storm. Um. <laughs> Uh, he he looks like a bad guy from a cutscene in like a Command and Conquer like video Holy game. Holy shit! Yes. Oh my god! It's true. <laughs> That's so true. He's the guy controlling. He's he's guarding the outpost you're about to advance on. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Hello, Dunsey. What do you guys think of um, the the fine Ray Winstone? I mean, Ray Winstone again, good actor. Like the other side characters, you know, uh, other than Mutt, like all really good actors. 
but this character is pretty one note. Oh yeah. I mean, he's like, Oh, I'm your friend, but you can't trust me. That's it. That's too bad. That's all of (laughs) it. He seems like he has potential, you know, he has some good subplots. I don't know if you noticed. It's, it's pretty subtle, but he likes gold. I heard. (laughs) (laughs) I like money. Gold. A little fucking pounds, pet. I mean, is this is this the closest we get in this movie to um, Jesus? What's her name? Uh, in Last Crusade, starts with an E. Oh, right. Yeah. The the femme Elsa. fatale, mm. Elsa. Elsa. But like you, I mean, I guess that's pull, that's man. the closest thing you have, right? Like a the character that's not on your side, that's literally the bad guy that turns against you, but you eventually have you know, they still have a relationship and. I mean, but it's, man, it's not a shade of that, is it? Mm-mm. Nah. In, in terms of, like, actually giving a shit? No, because there's nothing, there's nothing there. There's all, nothing. All, all of his connection to Indy is done through exposition. That's, that's what this movie is, exposition. There's so much of that in this movie. Um, and, and fortunately, they're both good actors, so they kind of they skate by a little bit, but you, you feel like missed opportunities between these two. I feel mm-hmm. that way. But um, they get captured, and uh, they end up getting on a plane, getting on a riverboat, going to the Amazon. And they're oh, going yeah. to Ila Aramaca, I believe. I'm saying that wrong, I know. But, um, and they get to this place, and they're going to they're gonna get some... By the way, are these Russian guys literally doing stereotypical Russian dancing? <laughs> they I'm surprised there wasn't a fucking bear on a unicycle out there on that fucking flight. <laughs> A man lifting a giant weight over his head with a twirly mustache and a onesie. <laughs> More potato vodka, cobra. Tupa, 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 tupa. He's doing squats while holding the weight over his head. Big jack guy with like kind of skinny legs, but a huge mustache. <laughs> I, I looked away from the screen for a moment and I thought somebody was playing Tetris because I just heard the music. No shit, right? <laughs> That's getting faster. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, boy. Boy. Faster, faster. <laughs> this yeah this whole thing the whole russian base camp and mac and indy kind of interacting he indy tells me he's gonna break his nose i do like that payoff later on sure but that's yeah great classic indy they they definitely he, he, punch him in the nose a lot after the after yeah. the payoff they're like ah, let's keep ringing that bell but of all the characters john hurt and winston here the one that i think is the most wasted according to like what the actor is most capable of is spalco Kate Winslet, this character sure. and her performance does nothing for me. Yeah. There are moments yeah. of John Hurt and there are moments of Winston that I I enjoy. Spalco, man, like, oh boy. It is, I don't like any of it. Doom, 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 cobra. <laughs> she, yeah, dude, she's a fucking G.I. Joe villain. Like, I have become death, destroyer of worlds. Uh. Your Oppenheimer said that. No, yet. Hmm. But now we have mind weapon. It is weapon. It is something uh, something greater. Yes? It's the Bhagavad Gita. I don't think he says that. He says it's a Hindu thing, yeah? <clears throat> yeah. Anyway. How about, how about, and once again, Indy here, when, when the talk of uh, this whole thing comes up and he's like, <laughs> you talking about saucer men? Like he's laughing at it. I'm like, dude, they brought you in to <laughs> investigate the Roswell crash. You already saw an alien body. Like, <laughs> right? in the last week. Why? Why are we pretending that 
we don't all know that it's aliens. It's crazy. It's one of the craziest things in the movie to me. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It really, and also in this scene, that alien body that they took from Area Fifty One is there, and she's still opening it up, sure. talking about its crystal skeleton and shit. And he's like, "Huh, aliens? Okay." Yeah. Like, dude, there's one right there. <laughs> Why are you dragging along that body? By the way, right? What a sophisticated camp. I mean, I'm just kind of looking around at it. Got a lot going on in there. It's nice. Yeah, it's a whole mobile lab. <clears throat> Outside of the beautiful know, dancing. Right. Oh, vodka distillation tent. <laughs> <laughs> and John Herbert is brought in to do no acting. <laughs> Through eyes that last I saw in tears. Ox, listen to me, pal. Your name is Harold Oxley. You were born in Leeds, England. You and I went to school together in the University of Chicago, and you were never this interesting. <laughs> I do like that line. You were never <laughs> this interesting. <laughs> Yep. That's classic indie. Yep. <laughs> we ain't done a thing. Yeah. It's the bloody skull. Yeah. Skull comes it's, out. Yeah. Again, I was going to say real quick about Ox. Like, this is another great example of if this were Marcus and you saw Marcus this way, it would be a shock. And you'd want to see Marcus return to form and him coming back to normal at the end of the movie would be a good payoff. You're like, oh, okay, Marcus is okay. But with Ox, again, we have the problem of, I don't fucking know this character. I don't know this person. Mm-hmm. This is actually the first time we see him. So we can only care as much as Indy cares. He has to or sell as, that right. entirely. But he, we know we already, we already know the connection. You know, again, I haven't talked to him in 20 years, right? And we go back to that. And this is where we need Mutt to be a hinge between the two men to, to drive yeah. us into the inspiration behind the entire pursuit because it's just like you don't feel emotionally invested in the pursuit of the skull or even what's going on with it yeah it's a problem that's the main problem but they're gonna do some mind shit to him i'm down with some mind fuckery (laughs) and uh we see him worrying he's staring deep into the eyes of the crystal skull (laughs) imagine Mm, the peer across the world and know the enemy secrets to place our thoughts into the minds of your leaders. <laughs> Make your teachers teach the true version of history. Your soldiers attack on our command. We shall install a president in your country. That's definitely an expansion to Command and Conquer. I Hell know, yeah, dude. I know one of them had this power. Come on. <laughs> we'll be, yeah, no kidding, right? We'll be everywhere at once. More powerful than a whisper invading your dreams. Thinking your thoughts will you sleep. Yep. Dude, it takes a whole. It takes like days to construct your your Soviet psychic warriors in Command and Conquer, though. It takes a long time They're and elite. a ton of resources. A ton of resources. Yep, you got to get your uh, you got to get your planes out there to harass their harvester units to slow down their fucking production. Buy you some time before you can get to the mine fuckery. God, I love the wasting harvesters in that game. What a fucking <laughs> dick move, right? And the best part, you won't even know it's happening. Tanya reporting. Right? Is that what it was in Red Alert 2? Tanya. Tanya. That's right. <laughs> anyway, return. And he gets, uh, he gets smashed. His brain gets turned to mush here for a minute. <laughs> he does get a little, little wriggly here. Yeah. Makes sense, though. The power of the crystal skull, baby. Alien mind powers. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually didn't, didn't remember rewatching it if he was faking or if this was actually happening because he, he kind of snaps out of it so quick. Mm-hmm. But I guess it really was kind of taking a hold of him, right? Yeah. He, he plays off the how down he is and he whacks, what's his name, in the schnozosh. We find out later that it did tell him something. It gave him some knowledge, but I think he does play up how much it was like physically affecting him so that they would come undo him so he could pop Ray Winston in the face. Who then says, you broke my nose, and he says, I told you. Because if you forgot, 
<laughs> he did tell him. The, Way to ruin that payoff by telling us <laughs> with that you the paid it dialogue. Off. I told Stop you I would break it, your nose two minutes ago. God, don't worry, it gets worse because <sighs> in the next scene, oh god, we find out Mutt is still alive. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. <laughs> and whoa, big reveal: Marion Ravenwood. Yeah. Whoa! 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 Yeah! <laughs> it's all connected. Isn't that that lady from the first one? Look at that fucking Spitfire pushing 60. Huh? <laughs> All right. Boy, did she not hold up as well as Harrison Ford. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Harrison Ford would still smash. Marin Ravenwood, Oof. Uh, that's a pass. Yeah. It's got to be a pass for me. It's got to be a pass for me, too. You, I mean, when you hit my mom's age, I'm, I'm, a str- I'm struggling here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, enough firelight and a couple of gins. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Those legs ain't what they used to be, dog. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck you want me to say? You want me to say what everyone else says? Every woman's fucking beautiful. Great. Every woman's oh, beautiful. beautiful. All of them are fucking beautiful, which means they're all normal and beautiful doesn't mean anything. That's fine. <laughs> fuck off. She's old. What do you want to tell you? Josh, help me out. I'm fucking swimming in the ocean alone here. Well, you're talking to the Portland fuck champ, and he needs (laughs) to get those credits out to those beautiful, beautiful, untended. Got to pad my stats, baby. My KD. (sighs) KD ratio. Oh, boy. You know, it's tough. (sighs) Can we get on to some auto writing or whatever you call it? Yeah, yeah. And look, I'm not what I was at 25. I can admit that. It's fine. It happens. What are you going to do? But I'm but I'm a man, and we hold up better. So, <laughs> sorry. I didn't want to say that part, but... <laughs> Fuck. Here we go. Hey, there's a reason you stopped getting cast at 28, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the You're casting the couch for you. Gender. Sorry. <laughs> wow. A lot of action. So, I'm sorry. I kind of fucked that whole thing up. Josh, can you go back to what you were saying? Well, that's it. They bring out Marion. Yep. There's this there's this whole little reunion, but then Marion actually races over and embraces Mutt. Oh, it's that's his mom. Oh, there, that's Mary. Get oh, out. Jesus. I get I I'm sure nobody sees the next thing coming, the next reveal. That will really catch everybody off guard. Um but we get that and then uh <laughs> dude the fucking <laughs> I'm sorry. The, the the Indiana Jones moment where he's like, I mean, where he's doing Go the, on. you know, the thing he's doing, the fucking Ray Bulger, the, the fingers opposite directions. You mean you're, right? Which way to uh, Oz? The fucking <laughs> Ray Bulger opposite fingers move. Am hey, I, you, you and, and you're the, whoa. Am I showing my age by knowing who played the Scarecrow? Kind of. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Come on. He was a dancer. All right. I'm so done. When's your date with Marion, man? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Derailed. Yeah. All right. Henry Jones Jr. Matt, help me out. Help us out. Step up, will you? <laughs> okay. Step it on up to the bat. Well, yeah. Like we, like we were saying, uh, fucking Ox is busy being a silly, crazy person, and he's auto-writing. And this is when we start, he's basically still fucking writing riddles and ideograms, uh, but talking about it goes down three times. Basically, you know, we don't know yet, but he's laying out the pathway to the actual like location where the skull, rest of the skulls are. Yeah. 
I like this part. Not, I mean, the specific, like, I like the Ridley thing. I like the, you know, it's, it's like the, you know, it's lies in the kingdom of the crescent's crescent moon whatever that that indiana jones shit like the riddle is actually a map and you gotta you know indy has to get the map and look at it and like oh the big snake is obviously a river that whole thing all right i like it it's about the auto writing i thought he was trying to tell me he wanted to touch me (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's silly in the big picture the the moment itself is fine whatever it's fine but i like once again it's another indie moment where he gets excited at the He's excited to figure it out, regardless of the situation he's in, and obviously, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that. And uh, I am more of a sucker for a great Shia heroic moment that we get coming up here, dude. He, you know why? Because he cares so deeply for this man that he cannot communicate with, and we've never seen this before. Here's our moment, movie passion. But he just he touches oh, his fa- he strokes his face. With Visine in his eyes. It's me. It's Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> the actor. Yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's when Ox's sanity was actually restored, but he still pretended to not recognize it. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure, kid. Whatever you say. <laughs> mm. God, they just drag him around. A broken man. <laughs> this broken shell. God. And um, Shia, heroics, Josh. Oh boy! Look at that! Well, look we, at his steely grin, his steely jaw, his steel set jaw. Punch, push, let's go, 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 go! I'm mutt. I'm here. Bang! We're gonna start a fire in the ten we're in, and this we're is gonna where run we really try hard, boy, to to make him into the, the hero, and we make Indy into the. And not always; it doesn't last very long. But there, there's a stretch here where. They're trying to make Mutt like the guy, and they're trying to make Indy into his dad. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make him into. I mean, trying the is the key word, right? That's the problem with the whole thing. We've all, yep. we already Indy. know Indy's a fucking can do it. We are, we saw the beginning of the movie. He's not an invalid. Yeah. No. And <laughs> no. by the way, they run twenty feet into the brush and lose the Russian fucking Spetsnaz group. <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, they're like running around. You can see all their flashlights. They're like, I have no idea. We can't find them. It's dark out and scary. I don't want to leave fire. <laughs> but quicksand. <laughs> ah. Is it though? They call it something else. What does he call it? Or, is, or does he call it quicksand? I thought he called it something else. No, he, he corrects Mary and he's like, oh no, actually quicksand is a mixture of mud and water. <laughs> oh God, that's terrible dialogue. Sorry. Love yeah, you though, Harrison. Bad. You're the fucking man no matter what. Right. But come on. You didn't write it. That's what I'm, exactly. George, man. <laughs> fucking a George. A dry sand pit. Uh-huh. Hey George, boy, take some words out. But boy, do we get a reveal here, uh, hey guys? Mutt is Indiana Jones's son. Stop. You see, it's basically it's basically just like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you know, we find out a powerful <laughs> character actually has a son, and it's the it's the hinge of the whole movie and the entire Indiana Jones uh, Chronicles. I would say. Mm, interesting, George. Um, how's that testing with test audiences? Oh, they absolutely hate it. Every bit of it. But uh, fuck them. <laughs> They're wrong. We had the wrong test audiences. <laughs> change it. Change it. Get, get immigrants in there until I like it. I don't care. Haul people on my trucks. My next test audience is going to just be a theater full of droids that love me. And like even 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 in the the depths of like the shitty dialogue, like the the best moments come from Harrison Ford when he when he turns around, and he's like, "You you shouldn't have let him quit school." Like that shit. Like okay, like those are the best parts of the shittiest element. Okay, I'll give you that of, of this of, <laughs> of 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 this side story. None of it's good. It's all bad, man. It's bad. It's all bad. 
but but like indie like turning on what he said before when he's like yeah hey be a mechanic cool if you love that i could see him like saying that offhandedly to somebody and then having the emotional investment and be like why'd you let him quit school Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm reaching. I'm grasping for straws because yeah. we're being pretty. No, I agree. Being, I agree. We're being, we're being tough. Yeah. As, as far as these moments go, this is a better one. I'm trying, guys. Um, he throws him a snake, dudes. He's, but, he's, he's going to have to overcome his fear. Snakes. Ah! He's going to have to overcome his fear to get saved. Uh, also, that snake would be absolutely ripped in half trying to fucking pull on it like that. Come on. Yep. For sure. Couldn't couldn't find a root or a branch or a vine. No. Got got snake. got you a snake to mm. use as a rope. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oof, that's George Lucas 101. <laughs> hey George. His greasy that's, fingerprints all over this. Uh, pretty on the nose. <laughs> what if we could get him to uh, have to be rescued by his greatest fear? Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Hey, wait, but, but you guys, do you remember, though, that Indy's afraid of snakes? Ah, that's what really makes snakes, it good. I snakes, Doc! <laughs> that's what really brings it full circle. Though. More simple and elegant dialogue. <laughs> Not the fucking words soup, man. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, they got caught again, so good thing that scene happened. <laughs> uh, nice Couldn't have cut aside. that out. Couldn't have cut that out to round it under two hours. Good Lord. Really needed it. <laughs> Uh, hey, speaking of Command & Conquer, is there anything more Command & Conquer than this fucking dude, jungle clearing vehicle? That's amazing. What the hell? What is that, that? That thing? I don't know, but it costs 2,000 Tiberium to build. <laughs> yes, sir! <laughs> that's what I like. That's what I like. That's a good pull, kid. It's that real late-stage warfare vehicle. <laughs> real advanced. You, you need an advanced warfare center. You need the research tower. Yep, yeah, for sure, it's a man. big deal. But then you can cut through that dangerous terrain, and you can attack like an enemy. They won't have you know their their towers set up that yeah. way because they couldn't get there the whole game. Right. You know you're not going to face pillboxes on that side of the base, but you better put some Huge. Tesla coils around that fucker because <laughs> sure. uh, Jesus, commander's going to be looking for it. Well, um, they are in the back of the car and. Uh, (laughs) they're bickering like we love to see indiana jones do let's have a listen no no he was british my dad was an raf pilot he was a war hero not some school teacher no sweetheart colin was your stepfather we started dating when you were three months old he was a good man wait 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 colin as in as in colin williams you, you, you married him? I introduced you. I think you gave up your vote on who I marry when you decided to break it off a week before the wedding. I think we both knew, Marianne, it wasn't going to work. You didn't know that. Why didn't you ever talk to me about it? Because we never had an argument. I won. It's not my fault if you can't uh, keep up. I didn't want to hurt you. Oh, for George. Love of God. Shut the hell up. Yes. I'm with the Russian. <laughs> hey. Hey, here's a little insight to listeners. Um, Dean is very smart about his podcast and <clears throat> the way he's grown it and making it into a, a viable business, something that we're all very proud to be a part of. Hey, if he drops these things in that could get flagged for copyright infringement, it means he doesn't give a fuck if this episode ever gets pulled. <laughs> That's, you want to know what Dean thinks about the Crystal Skull? If this one gets obliterated by the FCC, n- no looking back. No, no looking, back. looking back. Oh, no. I swear I'll fucking edit that out and re-release it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Yeah, Dean is smart. That is that's suspect, according to Francisco, and I agree. But um, this guy gets um, this is like circus seals keeping up the fucking beach ball by kicking the Russian around. It's really funny. You know, the seals they bounce their beach ball back and forth. <laughs> that's like these guys, except they're kicking the Russian in the head. Kicking him around the place. Oh, keep him up. Hot potato. Don't let the Russian fall. Oh, you're out, Junior. You let him fall. But uh, they get out. They. Uh, How do you want to talk about this 30-minute action It's way piece? too long. Can we just go right <laughs> to the fencing bullshit? Yeah, honestly, we really could. We could Un- unfortunately, because everything else is pretty good, so I guess you just got to... I mean, as far as the action goes, a lot of it's decent. Yeah. Except yeah. for the fencing and the, the monkey swimming and Oof. the there are moments where I want him to use the gun on the car. Dude, there's so many times, like, Indiana Jones doesn't shoot anybody in this movie. Mm. Did you notice that? Doesn't use a gun. Doesn't use a gun once. It's Ugh. real weird. No firearm. That bugged me. That's something that still bugs me about this. I'm like, I'm fine. But yeah, he brawls and fights plenty in this. But I'm like, he never shoots mm. anybody. Where's my just extreme careless violence? Like, <laughs> in, in a PG movie. That's what I demand. Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. Well, yeah, I don't, um, it's, it's a surprising lack of body count considering the stakes, um, of all these men. I don't think anybody gets shot in this entire movie, except for that entire tribe by the <laughs> right. Russians off screen. Right. Off screen. And the guys in the beginning on the, on the raid. Oh, oh sure. Yeah, off screen. Yeah. Only the bad guys shoot people, Dean. Good guys don't shoot people. <laughs> oh, God, why? <laughs> Good guys just blast them to death with the after exhaust of a rocket. <sighs> well, he didn't do it though, you know? <laughs> true god it's true actually those pussies they even took that away like he didn't consciously do it like ah it just happened even the does indy kill anybody no i don't the the ants killed dovchenko there Mm -hmm. right yeah man i don't think he does now that i'm thinking about it compare that to indiana jones that pulls out a rocket um No, he doesn't. He blows up part no. of the machine and it sends like a, a big gear like rolling through and hitting trucks. I also like, don't hey. understand that part. Doesn't even blow up the machine. Blows up like the head of it. Yeah. Like the actual like cutting head. Right, exactly. So yeah. He, mm. he kills the blow dart guy with his own weapon though. Oh yeah. If that's fatal, we don't even know. That that's could be true. like a knockout thing. God. <laughs> well, Boy. I mean, if he falls unconscious with a <laughs> Make giant dart Make a murderer again. Damn it. <laughs> Yeah, man, there is a lot of opportunities to just mow people down with these Kalashnikovs. I mean, and, and the gun on the goddamn car. A mounted machine gun. You got to use it, right? A rig You got to use that at some point. <clears throat> right. And I do believe the... Well, do, I, I do don't believe worry, Kate Blanchett uses it. Oh, that's right. That's right. She just hit anybody, wildly. She's a bad guy, though. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, there's a lot of punching. Guys getting knocked off of Jeeps. And then, fortunately, Shia gets his moment to shine with his rapier, guys. And don't worry, Marion's his personal coach. Dude. Repost. Really? That shit is just abysmal. That's really, it's so bad. It's It's so bad. bad. (laughs) It's so bad. Never mind. Never mind. I totally hate it. There's nothing I like about it. I totally hate it. Yes! Uh, yes! I don't know what I was talking about. Yes! I mean, I knew I knew I didn't like it, but no, I fucking hate Welcome it. Welcome back! It. <laughs> That's it. my friend! And yeah. I know. Oh, shit. Welcome. Oh, Welcome yeah, back. The other thing that sucks about this sequence is... Uh, unlike even what I thought, like I, you know, kind of like looking into this and researching the movie, there's a lot more physical, practical effects and real sets than I realized. Like it's probably seventy percent 
practical sets, but the mm. way in which they use CG among them makes the whole fucking thing look fake. Like that's like the worst part of all these sequences is how bad the backgrounds look. Like when they're when yeah 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 God when when Mutt's standing on the truck and fighting uh, Spelko with the fucking sword. Like the backgrounds just look like a flat CG rendering flying by. Like it, it yeah. looks really fake. Right, boy, this fucking sword fight rages on. Oh, it just goes and goes. In the goes. fucking in the um. The, the the foliage hitting him in the sack, man. Oh, yeah, Jesus. that's a that's a riot. <laughs> <laughs> it is nards. No, oh, it is dick. Ouch. Fuck got nards. He's pulling like a Van Dam across the vehicles, you know? Yeah, no. You got you got further with your split machine back in ninety eight. Hundred and seventy percent. Hundred and seventy degrees. Okay. <laughs> no, hundred and seventy percent sick with that. <laughs> hundred and seventy degrees, bro. I could do a high kiki. A high kikis. Oh. Uh, it's it's bad. And that's a shame is like there's good moments. Also, did you say nineteen seventy eight, you son of a bitch? I said nineteen ninety. Okay, good. <laughs> must have a spoke. I thought you were being a wise guy. <laughs> no, 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 we're not hammering that hard on oh. the grandpa jokes, Dean. Machine He's- gun. Oh no, she doesn't use it. Fuck. No. But that's a shame, is like there's some there's some good moments in here. There's some good Indiana Jones moments, but all you think of is like the ridiculous, like that sword fight, and then man, Dude. the karate. When we chops. start swinging through trees. <sighs> Before that, how about um, how about our girl's karate? Just all the judo chops. I wanted to like she's chopping at him like chops. What the fuck? God damn it! <laughs> like Connery fucking beating up Blofeld goons. Just chop, 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 throw. chop, chop. Yeah. Well, anyway, talk about the swinging, Josh. I mean, Dude, I. I I don't want to. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. This is one of the very few times like some in a movie theater. Tomb Raider shit. The entire movie theater burst into laughter at the sequence. <laughs> and not not like, haha, wow, what a crazy adventure. No, like laughing at, oh my God, this is so ridiculous and stupid. Like we were Dude. all laughing. The entire theater. Like I can't imagine a movie having more of a problem than the entire audience laughing at it when you do not want them to be laughing at it. Like, this is supposed uh, to be cool. S- Steven, uh, during, the, during the test, we, we really got a great response um, on, on, the, on, the, on the swinging scene. Mm. So I think we, I think we might want to extend that and have some more of that. In George, could you call me back? I'm too busy suppressing Asians. Shut up, bitch! <laughs> Keep massaging my feet! <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there, but... <clears throat> oh, I mean, they, they were all laughing, but I think it was, you know, tears of excitement and joy. <laughs> Good Lord. <Ugh>. It's, <clears throat> he's swinging. it's so atrocious. What about the big bugs, though, guys? Hey. Huh? <laughs> those crazy killer ants. You know? You know where those brown people live and the crazy animals down there? <laughs> yeah, man. That's why I don't you go know. to those places. The movies taught me not to. Right. I'm pretty sure no. Peru actually sued the movie for being like, you make us look terrible. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, make, you make it look like we're a country full of crazy people in cells and within monkeys fighting with Shia LaBeouf and ants that eat people. Um, Francisco was Kazakhstan. talking about that. He's from there. Oh, oh yeah. did, you, did you bring that up in the chat? Yeah. Um, maybe he'll bring yeah. it up again. But um, pretty crazy. 
Yeah, so Wendy's... Drew and Kazakhstan got together and had a class action lawsuit based off Barat and this movie against <laughs> Hollywood's depiction of their, their, their countries. <laughs> There's a Peruvian restaurant in Providence. I highly recommend it. I forget the name of it, but it's really good. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yum. <sighs> Indy gets into a fist fight. It's not going well. Dovchenko. Dovchenko. He's got his hands full, this dude. Big old boy. This is a great classic indie fight. Of course. I mean, Haymakers the fight itself. Haymakers. Yeah. Big bruising, like way too many hits. Like they'd of course. both be obliterated. Of course. That's fine. The fight itself, everything around it, like the the skull keeping the ants away. But again, it, it like you love those those set piece fights. You know, it's just like it's not just like it's not as good, but <clears throat> you know, when when Indy fights that big bruising dude and raiders like around mm. the plane. You know, so when you good. have like natural obstacles, like that's what what's great about indie indie fights is that it's not usually just about the one on one fight. You know the 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 setting always plays such a huge modern part of it. day swashbuckling. Totally, yeah, right, yeah, yep. I think we, I'm sure um, we talked. I, about I think that. so. As soon as you started saying it, I, I I thought of an old app, and I think we said that exact line actually, <laughs> which is great, and that's what like. Man, there's a lot of movies that don't get that now. That just that that try to make it about the fight. I'm looking at you, fucking Marvel. When it's just <laughs> you know CGI the fuck out of everything, and you know the, the set is just is just dressing to show destruction. You know, it's just sure, some, sure. something to throw people through, but there's no like stakes to it. Or you go to like the other extreme, where it's just silly, and it's like you know Star Wars like fighting over lava. But when it's actually like an interesting kind of thing, and that like gives the gives the one on one brawl a bit more drama, the ants might be silly, but it still kind of accomplishes the goal here, where raises the stakes. And I like the indie fights dirty too. Goes oh, for the log. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's always been a dirty fighter, which I appreciate. Um, Fight to win. Yeah, fucking a, right. Um, and honestly, uh, when he when he does knock him back into the pile of ants, and I mean they pour into oof. his mouth and then haul his body into the hill, pretty I mean, gross. That's the most brutal death we get in this movie. So I'll take it easily. <laughs> like I'll yeah. take it. We needed that. Um, so all of these Russians are rappelling down the side of the thing by the truck. You kind of have yeah. them dead to rights, don't you, dude? Yeah, I never. I can you just go really... put the truck in neutral? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, Bye, Russians. I, I, I noticed that this this viewing I didn't really I had I hadn't really thought about it before, but like how yeah, like they're all piling into their car to like get away and they're like, hurry, 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 the Russians. And the Russians are just busy going down this cliff face, all of them vulnerable as hell, hanging from ropes. I'm, like, I'm why confident. don't you just tap their truck with yours and send them all to death? I'm confident. I think that they're he, all still running from the ants. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I so. think so. I kind of feel okay. like they could have just banged into it, right? I they I feel like Indy kills these guys in another movie. <laughs> yeah. You know dude. what I mean? He he would do that. He would just be like, fuck yes. you. Totally, totally. It's time, it, but it's time for Marion's big moment. Yeah, come on. In, in what this, a moment! On it, I'd forgotten. Moment. I'd forgotten about this, and honestly, it's as bad, if not worse, than the monkey shit. Like it's ridiculous. Driving off this <clears throat> cliff and landing on like what is this? A fucking Acme cartoon? Like <laughs> what? Hmm. I can't believe that nobody talks about this moment. How like, fast are the ants, like, by the way? Huh? The ants must be so fast too. But yeah, this this is crazy, man. But like nobody talks about that. Do you no, know why? Because at this point they're, the nuke fridge. they're dead. You're dead. <laughs> you are battered in the corner, and they're throwing the towel in. It's true. Your cut man is just like ah, you got <laughs> to throw like, the towel. You can't go out for the tenth round, Josh. I, I can't let I you. Mean, <laughs> it, it, it's as bad as the fridge right? for sure. Oh yeah, I mean absolutely. 
It's fucking ridiculous. Like, even if the car had just shot all the way off the cliff and landed in the water and they were somehow inexplicably alive. Right. That would would be be Temple of Doom shit. Like, the waterfall drops is Temple of Doom bullshit. Totally. Yeah. I'm like, I'm fine with that. I'll accept it. You're landing on a tree. And it springs back like a big, boingy, silly (laughs) cartoon rubber arm. And not just that it's randomly lucky, it's that Marion planned it. Mm -hmm. She drives by the cliff, the scene before, looking down with this smile on her face. And then, like, that's her whole plan. She knew she was going to land that tree, and it was going to perfectly bow down to the water. Mm -hmm. That Uh. then she could tap the gas and drive right in. Well, that's why Indy marries her at the end. So. It's bad. It's real bad. Mary, and your knowledge of trees' elasticity was invaluable. Will you the, be my wife? I mean, the catapult move alone, Mary, and let's get married. I want my family back. <laughs> <laughs> I want a family back again, which I never had. I want a family. <laughs> I didn't murder my wife. Should we just go to the cave? Because we got the waterfalls. <laughs> we know, whatever. We know you. Right? Oh, we should, uh, Max on their side again. Uh. <laughs> but why? Oh, he's a double agent. Don't you remember? I pretty much said it to you back in Berlin. Dude. Oi. I did, to be honest, that was one moment I, yeah, you know, it's okay because he does, in that scene, he's like winking at him. He's like, remember Berlin? Like Berlin? And he, he is trying to telegraph mm. it there. What's uh, so like, oh, funny though, like, if, if uh, and, and, and I know I'm jumping ahead on this and we can walk through this thing, but it's, it's, <laughs> He only wants the gold, so he's leading the Russians along the path so he can get the gold. Does he does does he think that he's got a better chance of retrieving the gold with Indy or with the Russians? And then on yeah, top of it, does he even have to tell them why why the gun? Because doesn't don't they walk in and he's got the gun on him? He could have just been like, "Oh, they found us," and then taken his fucking gold. Like, he, did he have to tell Indy? Maybe it's an ego thing. Maybe it's like a maybe that's like the. The rivalry thing? I don't know. Maybe right. maybe I'm not seeing it correctly. Over. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, it is like, yeah. I mean, at this so point. Weird. <laughs> Just battered, battered and beaten. Um, uh, but yeah, what, do you think that- <laughs> Josh wants to talk about murdering all these savages with machine guns. All right, fuck it. Let's just get there. <laughs> Fucking hose him down. Wait, wait. There's a huge reveal that we skipped sure, over. Sure, we'll back um, that if up. If we're going to get to that point, because while they're in the cave, they're going through and they're seeing these paintings. <laughs> it's- Wait. Wait. Whoa, wait for wait, it. Wait, wait, wait a minute. The visitors aren't people. No way. <gasps> no fucking way. They're not way. gods. They are- Aliens. Whoa, you mean like that one we saw in the first 20 seconds of the movie? But if you hold up the skull in just the right way... <laughs> oh, now I get it! But wait, 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 wait. wait. Matches. <laughs> Are you matches. telling me this is somehow connected to the extraterrestrial corpse they had in the war tent? Insane. Stop. Well, that is surprising. I'm tired of it, you guys' conspiracy theory ramblings trying to connect so many disconnected things. That doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> this is a powerful reveal. In a strongly Even, written movie. If you if you put Dana Scully from the X-Files <laughs> in this movie, she, at this point, she'd be like, yeah, I, I, we all know it's aliens. Right. <laughs> I saw yeah, one. Of all I people. Saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's aliens, of course. But uh, but don't worry. There's more of those little brown savages you we all love that come out of, literally come out of the Dude. walls where they were sleeping. Didn't you know that about Peruvians? <laughs> they can they hibernate. S- yeah, they sleep inside. This is a. This, I'm. I'm surprised you're a pretty well traveled man, Josh. I'm surprised you don't know about the Peruvian wall sleepers. This is a thing. Well, I was aware. If you go into a Peruvian restaurant on a slow night, sometimes you will see them nesting in some crevices. It's a break. And, they uh, get their breaks. 
they will descend though up upon signs of human activity. Yeah, it's um, you know, it, there are certain waivers to sign, but the the Peruvian <laughs> wall sleeper is um, it's it's well known, it's documented, and um, I think Francisco Matalana can tell us all about it. He is uh, from Peru, after all. I'm sure he'd yeah, be happy they, to guys, email us a, in. They have a whole different biology. Haven't you read my book about phrenology and eugenics? Yeah. Yeah, they, and, they, and don't for, yeah, it's crazy. They have a third lung. I don't know if you know that. It's, uh, don't forget, if you choose Peruvian as a, as a sub race when you're making your character, you get favored weapon. Bolas. Bolas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bolas. And you get a third lung. You can run. You can, it's for air darts. It's for blow darts. You can fire them further. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. But <laughs> if there's one thing we do know, if the white man holds up the crystal skull, they are terrified. Yeah. Also, I mean, as far as an explanation for this goes, the oh, I know I'm reaching so far and hard. The only bullshit I can come up with is, okay, maybe these are like guys enchanted with crystal skull power as like immortal guardians, I guess. Kind of like the fucking, I don't know, the, the knight from Last Crusade. Fair enough. Ha, sorta, kinda. Well, in, in the chat, somebody compared him earlier to, uh, and I, I don't remember who it was, sorry, but the um, the Brotherhood of the Cruciform. Ah, from Last Crusade, yeah. Yeah, but Those guys no. acted more like regular <laughs> humans, though. Just Yeah, they're human. Just more human like beings. zealots. Like it's a protective cult. Like, yeah, they're, they're zealots, they're a cult, they're willing to die to protect this thing, but they're not living like bats in a cave that nobody, like one person has found, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that, that's what we think, right? Like ox. <laughs> also, how did ox get through all those guys? The skull. Uh, well, the skull. Yeah, I'm sorry. The skull. Because that's, yeah. that's what he's like, how did you get through ox? And he just holds up the skull. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, the deus ex machina. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, banging out the faces and the sand and the movement. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then they they descend into this thing through the sand. Yeah, the the retracting column, uh, the retract, retracting steps, that's, whatever you call it, as they're running down the well. Also, cool. I mean, I, <laughs> there's plenty to bash on, so I don't want to nitpick too hard. But uh, something I couldn't help think about was, all right, so Ox has already been here. He got through all of the you know, the the immortal attacking natives by holding up his skull, and he's already <laughs> been down into this chamber. Did he refill the sand? <laughs> like, did he put it back? How, who fucking did that? That's a good point, dude. You know, when you leave that no, part I, of the, when you leave that part of the I, map, I, I the game just re-renders it. You know, I don't think he got this far. Oh, did he not? Okay, yeah, but I somebody think they, did. They do. There's bodies down no, there. The body down there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's dumb. They they show the body, but they do say like as they start to knock, like um, Ox starts to like mess with one of the stone heads. Uh, either Mutt or Indy says something about like, oh, you figured this out in your cell, didn't you? Mm. So <clears throat> I, I guess we're, we're led to believe that, that oh, the top of that yeah. little obelisk is as far as Ox got Any, in his yeah. uh, first run through. Yep. <laughs> in his first playthrough, yeah. So there's all kinds of world artifacts in here. Oh, yeah. All Macedonian, Sumerian, things. Egyptian. It's a mother load, right? Babylonian. Oh, but guys, we're missing the part, the charming part, where Mutt... Doesn't let Indy kiss his mom. Ah, you scrappy young comer up, are you? Did you a favor? <laughs> Did you a favor? <laughs> uh, out of context, the whole like 
these people were archaeologists. They collected this shit from all over the world, from all these ancient civilizations. Like, that's cool. Sure. Like, out of context. Yeah, because it's not like, it's not like they are warlords, right? Like right. the classic warlord. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's it's really the aliens that were the archaeologists, I guess, that, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like a war of the world situation. They just kind of did their thing. Right. Um, and that's kind of the struggle here. That's what we're getting at. This big reveal, and it doesn't, I don't know. Big old, big old reveal. And it's, it's like the big reveal, and then like, I mean, the door looks cool, the fucking setup, the the, the thing sitting in a circle, that's cool. Yeah, it looks cool. And then, but then it's just like, but nothing. Oh, yeah, and somebody must have got in here to get the skull out. That was Oriana, right? Yeah. That's That's who the bodies were. Right. So somebody, somebody refilled the sand. Yeah. I guess it was those, it was those brown savages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad <laughs> sleepers and sand fillers. Employed for their labor. Yeah. All they know is bolas and sand refilling. <laughs> no, how, how could Peru have ever sued this movie? And wall and wall sleeping, <laughs> wall hibernation. <laughs> but um, yeah, here we are. <clears throat> we throw the skull up there, and um, Spalco he, being like, "Imagine what they could tell us." <laughs> they they burn out my everything. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> they could teach me how to blend my foundation better. It'll be amazing. One thing I actually kind of like about this scene is I like that Spalco is kind of caught up in the moment and not just like, kill them, take the skull, you know? Right. Yeah. It's kind of different. There's, that, there's no That's movie. classic indie shit. Correct. When the, when the villain is really, they're not just literally about evil, like the good villains, like Donovan and, and, and Elsa. Like, yeah. And um, <clears throat> shit, I, I forget the name of the guy. Um, who's his... Uh, his rival, the French archaeologist and, ra- and raiders. Oh, yeah. God, man. Belloc. Like, Belloc. Belloc. If only you spoke yeah. Vitos, you could warn them. But, like, <laughs> the villains in Indy, they're not just, like, evil world dominating. They're often serving those people, but the individuals that Indy opposes, they are as passionate at many times about the thing they're pursuing as Indy is. That's what makes them more interesting. Right. And it didn't... Overall, it doesn't work for a Spalco in this movie, right? But but I'll give it to you. In the moment, it's cool when she got gets all kind of caught, caught up in the, in the moment. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we just kind of go bonkers. This is where George Lucas has been edging that giant CG cock, oh, just oh, tickling, tickle, tickle, like oh. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, 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 oh Stephen, oh, tighten the belt around my neck. Oh, oh, oh. thank you. Oh, I'll pull on my balls and then... <laughs> all over oh, your chest and belly. Just a big saucer-shaped load. Oh, no, the pillowcase. <laughs> Fuck, pull the sheet. I don't need to get in through to the mattress. Everywhere. Everywhere. Never aim, George. Fucking Lucas. Just... <laughs> And uh, see another moment too that's like so who cares is when Ox is like you know I actually it's Mutt who's like so they're aliens and Ox is like uh, interdimensional beings point of fact and I'm like wow what a great way of saying the same fucking thing doesn't matter <laughs> I thought doesn't I, right matter. I was like cool what that's awesome keep going what's he gonna say it's the space between <sighs> the space ah, and then a giant flying saucer the up. saucer. Ah. <laughs> like, no, they're not aliens. You're not thinking. You're thinking conventionally. Oh, like a giant <laughs> flying saucer. <laughs> Think out of the no, box. No, no, totally different. 
totally different. Nothing totally like different. that. Inter- that's an interdimensional saucer in if the, I've ever seen. In one. the gray dude, he burns out her eyeballs. In the guy, wanted the gold, he died with the gold. No. <laughs> with a stroke of one finger, I will delete half a page of notes and just say fucking Lucas happens. He does. I wrote a half page. I wrote a half page between them, them entering the little thirteen. That'll teach you. God, why do I do that? <laughs> what a fucking waste! What a mace, waste of everybody's time. Oh, mm. God. Oh, God. In I that do. I have one small with the saucer. Ah, oh, the fucking saucer. What the one saucer. thing I do like is Spalco being like, "Enough, enough, no more, no more," and then still just getting fried. I was yep. like, "Yeah, okay, well, that's kind of cool." She got a little bit too much of that interdimensional D. Too much knowledge. Mm-hmm. Too much. Got Mr. Hands. So if they don't do this, what's the downside? Wait, what do you mean? If they don't Who's do they? the mission. If if Indy doesn't do the thing, what's the downside? What happens? Oh, like if they don't return mm-hmm. the skull and shit? Uh, fucking nothing at all. Right? I'm really... Am I missing something? Because I, I'm almost afraid to ask the question because I feel like one two is going to go like, duh, this. And I'm going to go, oh, I fucking didn't well, get the I, movie Okay, then. so... I think the thing Spalco was actually pursuing, like she was, well, problem, clearly she couldn't find it. She had to follow Jones the whole way. So if Jones is just like, but, nah. But no, I'm saying if this is the end goal to get to this place and return the skull because she thought that would give her some power. I, I think what she thought was going to happen. Obviously, she had no fucking idea because she got obliterated. Right. But I think she thought she was going to return the skull and basically be able to. Like, if she had asked, like, give me the psychic knowledge, blah, 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 like, a more specific question, maybe it would beam some weird specific knowledge into her head. But it's like the movie's like, oh, she got greedy and said everything. Give me everything. And that just, like, over- It fried her little fucking cerebral cortex. Her little human brain. Yeah, dumb monkey brain. Couldn't Mm -hmm. handle You can't handle everything. Uh, But yeah, yeah, I guess the only only thing that would happen would be they keep chasing him. (laughs) I mean, that's it. Like, if he had the skull- then people would chase after him that wanted the skull. There you go. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's it. I mean, what if I he mean, gave you, him you the skull say, though? Because they had the skull. Well, you could say like, what would happen if if they didn't open the ark? I mean, I, I don't know. That's not a good comparison because it's a great movie and a bad movie. Because the Nazis were going after but, it, and any army with the ark before it is invincible, right? Right. Well, well see, they think. I mean, that was a legend, but it's kind of. I don't know. I, I'm not trying to defend the movie, but no. It, but you don't. Don't. Don't worry about pursuing, it. If you know, if you have an answer, I, I really want to hear it. I'm. I'm not joking. I, I don't. I, I don't have an answer, but I think <clears throat> the 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 only corollary I could stretch is that the arc. It's a weapon, but not one that can really be wielded by man. Mm-hmm. So the and just like these these skulls, it's it could be this incredible power, but not one that could really be wielded. There are people that are pursuing it that think that they can harness it and can use it to, you know, dominate this conflict, Spalco and and the Soviets, whatever. But That's the part I'm missing. So can, what? So was it essentially like? I can get some kind of like psychic power from the skull itself. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That Nobody knew thing. it would actually do. She was hoping that it would achieve that, basically. And Got it. That is one of the only interesting parts of the the whole premise is that the Soviets were actually really like into just like that's why it's interesting. The Nazis were super into weird occult shit, mm-hmm. and that's why it's really cool and to the, see and them. The Ruskies like that mind shit. They, they do though. No, they I know. Really did. I know. They were like they were fascinated by psychic research, and actually, literally by by there are real crystal skulls, like crystal skulls, like that's a real thing. 
and the and the Soviets were trying to get them. Right. They thought like they might have been around. Wasn't that debunked though? Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, well, no, uh, no. I think they were really looking for them, and they, or, well, no, no. Not. I mean, like the 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 validity of what the crystal skull was. I'm getting off into deep oh. waters that I don't know anything about here, but yeah, I mean, they're not actually alien brains, if that's what you want. <laughs> no, no, no. But I, I'm <laughs> just saying, like they they um yeah. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it doesn't matter. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a similar premise okay. of, of Raiders in that you have this, you know, this world power that's trying to seek something that could be a super weapon for them. I right. think that's what they're trying to do. Got it. And it just seems so much clearer with the arc, I guess, is my point. Yeah. You know Whoa. what? The more we talk about it, I see what you mean, Dean, as far as like with the arc, they explicitly thought, okay, if we have the arc, it makes our army impowerful. That, that's what they believed. It was a biblical thing. Right, yeah. and with the skulls, all we really get is Falco being like assuming that, like, ah, the skulls have some kind of psychic power that will give us psychic powers. I here's hoping, like, you have no idea what actually happens. Obviously, got it. Wow, there's a whole thing, Josh, on crystal skulls. This is bananas on Wikipedia, but I'm not going to read it right now. <laughs> Holy shit! Get that rabbit hole. Later. That's a rabbit hole I'm going into, though, for sure. I didn't even know that. Well, um. But again, of all the problems with the movie, that's not one that I really have a huge thing with. Like as far as the them pursuing this thing, like I don't. Yeah, I was just like, okay. That yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, you're not wrong that it seems silly. And like, what's her whole plan here? Her plan is to get blasted into dust and sucked into an interdimensional portal. Apparently, I am willing to. I'm willing to to accept. The Nazis wanted the Ark of the Covenant because they believed that their army would be unstoppable. She wanted the Crystal Skull because she believed it would give her psychic knowledge um, uh, to to strike at enemies all over the world. That's fine. That's all I... I just kind of forgot, as I guess is my point. I'm, I'm going on one watch here, so... So well, um, that's fine. With, I'm fine with that. I'm not, I'm not trying too to caught unhinge up the, everything. <laughs> you're too caught up in the excitement of the whole... <laughs> this This final climactic sequence yeah i'm sure i'm sure it was overwhelming to you and you were just emotionally oh, you mean you mean engrossed. the marriage oh that too yeah boy what, what a, a, te- what a tear jerker <laughs> what a uh yeah. what do we call this matt a, a denouement a, de- a denouement excuse me denouement. <laughs> i do like that Best thing snags. i can say about the movie yep. yes the hat god that was gorgeous if shia had put that hat on yeah boy that's a tough one boy yeah, no, that was the right choice to take it out. Of they knew they they couldn't that. get away with that. That would have been an yeah. uproar, <laughs> a bridge too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, movie's oh, over. That's, that's the movie. <laughs> Steamrolled <laughs> right to that shit. <laughs> Woo! Out the other side. I guess we did. I mean, considering we're two hours and forty minutes in, no, I'm, just, on a I'm just saying the last the last ten minutes here. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> like it's mutt like on his motorcycle into the sunset. We it's the steam it's, it's like the Roadrunner puff. <laughs> Didn't feel like a steamroller. Felt like a felt like a yeah yeah trench warfare torture. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Well, I guess we should probably do some listener comments. Indeed. Um, who would like to start? I can if neither of you would like to start. I'm trying to find Daniel Fouch's comment. That was the one I was hoping Well, to then read. I'll start with oh. Daniel Cutta. Went oh. to see this with a group of friends, and it was like watching a train crash. The opening scene of him surviving a nuclear fucking blast via fridge caused a sinking feeling in my gut, and then it went downhill from there. 
Every time I said to myself, it can't get any worse, it got worse. Towards the end, when the aliens disappeared and Ford said that god-awful line about them going into space between spaces, my best friend and I laughed out loud at the absurdity. Absurd. It wasn't until later we found out we were... We uh, we were only ones in theater who laughed at that part. I've only seen this dumpster fire the one time, and that was more than enough. For me, there will only ever be three Indiana Jones movies. Boom. I like your style, mate. Nice. Um, All right. I've got Mr. Uh, Daniel Fouch's comment. Up. Aha, there you go. A little bit of change of pace. Oh, I like he says, it. I like this movie. Is it as good as Raiders or Last Crusade? Of course not. It is the it is the end of the family action adventure movie era. That role is filled by superhero movies now. Hmm. Was Harrison Ford too old for this? Definitely. But audiences wouldn't accept another actor in the role. If the intent was to pass the torch, they should have brought Short Round back as an archaeologist, in my opinion. Cut out Shia LaBeouf character completely. The action is I'm still fun. The adventure is still adventurous. The refrigerator piece is no less stupid than jumping from an airplane in an inflatable raft. Uh-oh, Josh going to be pissed. Uh, Indy isn't a dark hero with a troubled past, haunted by his decisions. He gets the job done, solves the problem, saves the girl. I miss these types of movies where the hero isn't dark, troubled, crass, and cynical. I hope this kind of movie makes a comeback someday. Hmm. I actually appreciate his optimism on the, the merits of the indie hero. And, you know, it's funny. We're talking yeah. about the demise of the family action adventure movie. It's the same year that fucking Iron Man came out, which was the death knell. Truly, yes. The death knell to this type of movie. Fully replaced. Uh, I uh, I have two quick comments to read. The first one is from uh, somebody I mentioned before, Alex Olson. I'm only going to read one line. This was my first Indiana Jones movie and it left a bad taste in my mouth, so I haven't seen the others. Uh, Oof. That hurts. That's so I haven't seen the others. Alex, Alex you can you here, imagine man. this being the only Indiana Jones you <laughs> knew? It's a life. Star Wars. No, I don't like Star Wars. Phantom Menace. It's a life the only I one don't want to know. Oh, seriously. But think about think about the joy. Think about the hope in his life. Mm. Think about the what we don't have. We have nothing <laughs> to look forward to. I have nothing to look forward to. There's no Indiana Jones Five is coming down the train at me. <sighs> just like the. Oh God! Like the sweet specter release of, of death, just barreling towards sweet release of death. I just hope that the Lord calls me back before that movie <laughs> visits my eyeballs. But Alex, Alex, you have three Indiana Jones movies to just blow your little millennial mind away. Yeah. And I'm playing with him because he referred to himself as a millennial. But <laughs> yeah, take it from um, us to millennials. For for a serious comment, uh, Jason Tick, fucking infuriating movie. Raiders was one of my favorite movies for many years. I think it's number three or four now all time. I love it. I enjoy the other two quite a bit as well, but not, not quite as much, but still really enjoyable. Going to the film was just, ugh. I left the theater upset. I rewatched it. Through 30 minutes, I tricked myself. I don't remember why I hated this movie so much. Then another one hour later, I was furious again. Okay, things I love, that it's not about Nazis. That it moves on with the time. It's an older indie and he was pulp World War II. Now he's pulp Cold War. That fits and makes sense. The alien stuff, one of the good things about old Jones is that they dealt with the shit that Nazis were actually into. Same here. The Russians were crazy into this mind tech and aliens. That's it. Good stuff, Jason. I think we hit on a lot of that. Yep, I agree. That's a good comment. Um, Are there any other ones we'd like to get to? Uh... Somebody said something about just this movie raped my child. Jesus. <laughs> <Boy>. <laughs> uh, 
boy. Um, oh, you know what? I, I can't read it all because it's pretty long, but I want to read a little bit of uh, Matt Conrad's. First off, I just want to say that I fucking love Indiana Jones, and I'm glad that you guys are actually covering this movie, even if you shit on it. <laughs> that said, I'm not behind all the hate for this movie. It's by no means the greatest of the franchise, but it's also not the worst. That's right. I said it. I like it a fair bit more than Temple of Doom. I totally dig Cold War Atomic Age indie. Russian seemed like the obvious choice for indie's next foe. Is there some dumb, shitty, and downright corny-ass dialogue in this movie? You bet your sweet ass there is. But to hate it for the unbelievable action sequences and the alien thing is short-sighted. Indiana Jones movies have always uh, had ridiculous action scenes, and I'm sure they would have been even more ridiculous had they had CG effects back then. They've also dealt with mystical oogie-boogie magic before, so how are aliens any less believable? I think as with all beloved franchises, fans don't like it when you mess with their darlings. It's very rare for sequels or reboots to come out 20 years uh, later to live up to such high expectations, unless it's fucking Blade Runner. It's a fair fair comment, but I also think that I see this kind of commentary a lot, which is, which is the, which is, it's, it's almost like a straw man, which is saying to suggest that because it doesn't fit the paradigm of something you used to love, therefore it's bad. You're like pretending that that is in fact the argument is, is not, it's not totally accurate as far as I'm concerned, because it's just not that good. Like we can, we can look past, you know, we can look past the, um, the ridiculous action, which we did. We said, fine. Some of the action is ridiculous. Them going over the waterfalls is fine. Like we get it. Some of the ludicrous shit, like him never getting hit by a barrage of, of AK fire or being <laughs> literally shot up under his, his dick when he's running across the rafters. And yes, a lot of that stuff we can accept. That's fine. It's just a question of execution um, with, with shitty dialogue and, and, and just a real convoluted, I didn't, I guess I just never quite felt a lot of the motivation for, I just didn't feel motivation for the, for the characters at all. And I guess I'm just going to go into my final thoughts and that's my struggle. You know, I'm sitting here. Dean, can I, can I interrupt you? Go ahead. To add one thing into your final thoughts, there's a question in the chat I want to, I want us to all pose <laughs> in our final thoughts go for it. is, um, what's worse, Last Jedi or Crystal Skull for you? But, but, okay, sorry. we can come back. Keep, keep going with your own, but also hit that point. Right. Why. So we, um, so I'm sitting here trying to think about it, comparing it to say Raiders. And I was thinking, okay, we don't want her to get the skull because, or, or, or whatever, or return it because if she does, she's going to get all the power, right? But she hasn't really displayed any competence whatsoever that she can do it. Unlike the very skillful Belloc who's working with the Nazis and they're trying to stay a step ahead of the Nazis. See, it's not a race to the, to the crystal skull. It's a, she's just following him to the crystal skull, which makes her inherently just less interesting versus like, fuck, that we never felt a lot of competence from Spalco. I didn't feel a lot of competence. I did from from fucking the Nazis because of Belloc's expertise and in undermining Joan. And it was like the the difference now, which is coming to me as I speak, and I've been talking for almost three hours. Just too bad I'm thinking about this now. Is the lack of a race to the thing? Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's just a, a I'm just tracking yeah. you because this piece of shit. For some reason, I trust after I he already betrayed me once. You know, um, and that's the part of it that kind of just sucks. Um, but I guess there's some stuff I like too. Um, so, how do I compare it to the Last Jedi? I'm not even joking. Is that the one where Luke Skywalker at the end yes. and he fights? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Not, not, we're not comparing them. Just which is a worse movie? Which is worse for you? I would say. 
for me, uh, Star Wars is worse. Wow. All right. Probably because it hurts me more. I had such low expectations for this movie. And I didn't really have high expectations for Star Wars either. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. That's my gut. <laughs> All right. Hey, Matt. Me or you first. Um, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead. Uh, I don't, to be honest, I feel like I don't have too much more to add. I mean, if anything, <clears throat> I feel like I have, uh, like I said at the beginning, I was kind of in neutral. I've ticked a little more toward negative. I still don't hate this movie. Um, if I'm going to do our scale, I would probably land on a solid don't like. I don't like it, but I don't hate it. <clears throat> I would I would watch it. I hate it, somebody. by the way. Sorry, I never said that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Dean hates it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, not surprised. I would watch this again with somebody who's never seen it. Uh, but if I'm going to go back and rewatch an indie movie, it ain't fucking this one. That's probably never, never going to happen again. I would, I would, and I'm sorry to interrupt you again. It's very rude. I would watch it again with somebody kind of like I'd want to watch the react reaction to an ISIS beheading video. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, see that shit? Ooh, fucking ooh. grim, right? Fucking monkeys. Ugh. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, this movie, like I said at the top, man, it shouldn't exist. It shouldn't have been made. Uh, part of like what I almost want to respond to in Matt Conrad's uh, comment is, yeah, I agree that m- basically no movie can live up to 20 years of expectations and it coming from a beloved franchise and an iconic character. Uh, and that's why you shouldn't make sequels to them. Blade Runner is the singular miraculous exception to that rule. Uh, and that's only because it had a, you know, and also that's because it is a standalone story on its own. Connected, but it's its own competent story whereas you know this is another one of those lots of fan service lots ah it's all connected look see it's all still the same thing (laughs) believe us uh and that's tiresome um and at the end of the day man like this movie doesn't suck completely and is terrible because harrison ford is good and is charismatic and because at the end of the day steven spielberg still knows how to make an interesting action set piece even though it gets a little off the rails he's still a very competent director and there, this is probably the best made, the most exceptionally well made bad movie I can think of. Like it's incredibly mm, that's a decent well-made. point. And like I mean, and the, even the editing and stuff like that, like it's all really solid. Like there's so you can just see the skill in making this movie. Like all these veteran filmmakers putting this together, it's all there. There's just and that that's why I have such a hard time talking about this movie. I can't put my thumb on what's missing. I feel like you did a good job, Dean, pointing out how there's just like. The motivation is just lacking. There's just not a real strong reason for Indy to be going after this. It's all kind of tenuously connected to characters that we've never seen before, and we're taking their word for everything, and you're just like, kind of like, okay. Like, it feels like a video game in the sense of like, hey, the, this, the game begins. Walk through this door. Go through the next door. Now you're here. Like, it's just kind of shoving you along. And you're like, all right, okay, we're doing this because we're doing this. Like, okay. And that's why it's a shitty sequel, because we're doing it because we're just doing it. <laughs> we're making another one, guys. All right. Like, there's not really a good reason for it. Nothing's fucking sacred anymore. It should have been left alone, man. Last Crusade was a beautiful ending. Should have been there. That's that. Done. So find my final judgment, my final verdict is that I don't like this movie. It is not terrible, uh, but it just shouldn't have been made. <sighs> shouldn't have been yeah, made. Yeah, That's it. First Last Jedi? Uh, oh, oh, and which is worse, absolutely Crystal Skull. Fuck you both. Because <laughs> I know what you're going to say, Josh. <laughs> Do you? Okay. I don't know what he's going to say. 
I'd put twenty bucks on it. I'm not betting. No fucking way. <laughs> well, now fool and his money are I soon played parted. by hand, so he's gonna fucking. Nah, I'm just kidding. Dean, you want to split ten? <laughs> 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 All right. Um, I don't know why I get the last say, but uh, I don't have a lot to add. I I would say if you asked me before we did this podcast, I would surprisingly say very immediately that I don't like this movie. After talking about it for nigh on three hours, it's barely settled back into I hate this movie, but barely, but barely. Like, not, I don't virulently hate this movie like I always had in the back of my head from when I first saw it. Why is that? You know, I guess, I guess a lot of it's just time. I, the things I hate about this movie, I've accepted for so long that they don't surprise me. They don't really emotionally impact me anymore. Um, and I found I found more things than I thought I would to like. So if we had <laughs> time heals all wounds. Back, yeah, if we hadn't ground back through it, I would I would have settled with like I don't like it. But there are things I like about it, not a ton, but definitely things. Um, after talking about it, it's it's back up to the I hate. Um, they might settle back down again in the future. I don't know. Um, I think I I do think there's there's potential. I'm not positive that. I would say this movie shouldn't have been made. I don't, I don't know. And you know, you guys both know I am a person that is not about reboots and sequels that I feel are unnecessary that are dredging back up the past. But you know, I think my biggest worries going into this was like, man, I don't know if I want to see Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones now. Like it is so much, so much time has passed. Like it's not the same. Is it gonna, it's not going to feel the same. It's not going to look the same. In a lot of ways, in a lot of the movie, this feels like Indiana Jones. It looks like Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford is fucking Indiana Jones. Those were the things that I was most worried about, and those were the, th- the things that I thought were pulled off the best. Um, the, the plot, the alien shit, Shia LaBeouf, like, man, there, there's there's enough there that it brings me right back to hate, but um, I, I think that you actually could have made this movie in 2008 with some changes and yeah, it was never going to be one of the originals, but I think there's a, there's a movie bear bear in the bones of this with some major changes lurking that could have been like enjoyable. That could have been like good. Um, compared to last Jedi, of course, last Jedi is, is worse for me because this is a movie that I think went bad. Last Jedi is a bad movie. Ah, um, I, I can so dig it. That's uh, that's where I'm at. Nice, awesome. Well, there you go, your poll winner, and um, that's it. There's not much else left to say, except um, good night and remember. R.I.P. R.I.P. Indiana Jones. We can't to see wait to see your resurrected corpse in the next <laughs> movie. Um, looking forward to it. I uh, wish they got Jonathan 76. Kasdan to write. By the way, I guess Lawrence Kasdan's kid who wrote uh, Solo. So there you go. Yeah, it's all connected. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's going to spit out another empire, but like his daddy. Um, boy, oh boy. So yeah, uh, next week, so we're going to be doing sneakers. So we'll be right back here with, I think, probably a three-way suck fest. So don't oh be boy. turned off by the hatred, because uh, we're going to probably slobbering all over sneakers. At least I know that's a bit of a spoiler alert for me. I love that movie. That said. <laughs> Matt, Matt, have you seen it? Never seen it. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, we're going to get out of here. So uh, you guys have a wonderful evening. We'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>